What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of My Brother Scorekeeper. My name's Leonard. Got my boy Dylan with me. Say what's up. What's up, guys? Um, Wolfpack has returned. Yeah, Wolfpack. <laughs> um, yeah, I was once by myself. I had Leonard. Leonard made two. G-Tuck made three. G-Tuck's been working his ass off, though, so yet again, we're, we're by ourselves, but... It's all good though. He's here in spirit. I'm pretty sure he'd be telling us to raise some hell and, and probably drink a beer too. So, <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're ready to kick it, man. I'm ready to toss a fucking ball, bro. It's been not really a real busy week, but you know, this defensive list, I'm pretty excited about. I think there's a lot of shit to dive into. Uh, yeah. There's a. I think there's a, a few people that get left off off this list. Yeah, it, man. It was hard for some of our elitist SEC schools for sure. Yeah. You know. Um, and again, you know, you guys don't forget, this is not a thing that is based again. And again, you guys know by now, this is based off our life. Well, yeah. What, so that what should we, be yeah. well established yeah. by now, but it is also not, this is personal opinion and this is just the best ones you've seen and you thought personally were good. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with statistics. I mean, I mean, in, to a degree, sure. But you know, there might be a guy who only played a year or two years and had just a phenomenal impact and didn't have the stats of a guy who played five years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't I don't play stats into it too much. I mean, it kind of matters to me, but again, at the end of the day, it's who jumped off the page of me and made me go, "Holy shit, this dude's a baller." Yeah. yeah so, but still, we're not lacking talent in the SEC. No. Just in our life, in the whole entirety of the conference, honestly, yeah. we just stood for. But especially in our lifetime, it has been insane the defensive talent's come through the conference. Yep. Every year, there's some uh, some big SEC. And most of these guys that we'll talk about in these lists are household NFL names. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing to think about. Uh, so, first getting off, uh, we're going to talk about some news. The GOAT. Uh, he's coming back for another season. And if y'all don't know who the GOAT is, uh, y'all y'all ain't a, a fan of any kind of football. <laughs> right. Like, so, this is obviously coming at you guys. March 13th, this all Sunday. This just broke out today. Uh, <clears throat> so surprising, right? Shit, my birthday's in two you years. <laughs> Fucking hell it is, isn't it? Yeah. So, unbelievably surprising news. Not really. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. I, I, I'm not surprised at this. And not just by the general consensus thought of like, well, is he really done? This is why I thought he wasn't really done. Because when he said he retired, if you notice, he never used the fucking word retirement. Yeah. He just said he was taking a break from football activities. Yeah. Which meant, I don't want to fuck with all this offseason bullshit. I'm going to fucking kick back and cool it. So, I'll see you fuckers when training camp gets ready. That's basically what he said. Yeah. I mean, you cut all the bullshit out. That's basically what he said. So Pretty much. And I don't blame the guy. I mean, and if I'm a Tampa fan, I'm fucking hyped as shit. And rightly so. You know, and I'm glad he's going back to Tampa. I am. I didn't want to. And, and like, I know it's weird to even see him in a Tampa uniform because he was a Patriot for so long. But yeah. I didn't want to see him on a third team. Two teams I can do it. Three teams just it just would have hurt me a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't have hated Brady for it. Don't get me wrong, it wouldn't have been a personal attack, but it just for me personally, I just two uniforms I can do with three. It just eh, yeah, it's gonna fuck with me. So he ring Jason. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, yep. Uh, Brady's coming back for another season. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know what I think? But I think he wants another one. I he probably does. Uh. I mean, I think if I think if he wins one more, he'll call it. Probably so. I mean, which seems insane, right? Like this motherfucker has. I mean, they were, seven fucking rings, or six. Excuse me. Yeah, six. six. 
He has six rings. You would think that would be enough for him to go, fuck it. I've done enough. I've done all I can do. But this this guy, it, this is what pisses me off, though, since I've seen it announced. All these people online are bitching like, please just retire. We're so sick of you, blah, blah. Beat him. Yeah. Well, fucking stop him then. And right. I know he didn't get the Super Bowl this year. I get that. Well, who did he lose to? The team who won the fucking Super Bowl. And right? to be honest, they... They they got know, fucking lucky. Yeah, really. You know what <laughs> if, I mean? If they would have called a better fucking defensive play <laughs> instead of leaving Cooper Cup. That's what I'm saying. Out, dude, I mean, Cooper we're that cold from Brady. Honestly, probably in back in Super Bowl win another one, and he is done. Yeah. So, and I don't know. Maybe he wants to win fucking ten. Who knows with this guy? My thing is at the end of the day, if you don't like him, and I've hated Brady half my fucking life, dude. No shit. But I respect the fuck out of him. Yeah. He is the ultimate competitor, the ultimate winner. People talk about Kobe Bryant's competitiveness all the time and his drive to win. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. No shit. Yeah. When you want to talk about driving competitiveness to win, it needs to be fucking 1A Kobe Bryant and 1B Tom Brady. Yeah. That is no shit. Those two are uh, one of the fucking same, man. Tom Brady just flips that switch. Like, out, outside of, of a game, he's phenomenal. Like, he's an outstanding you know, person, but inside the game, he turns into a fucking dog. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, everybody loves rags, say Brady's soft, blah, blah, whatever. All right, I'm going to tell you something, though. When it comes game time, Brady's coming for your fucking throat, dude. Yeah. He turns into a different guy when he hits that field, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, and, I, and again, I've never been a big Brady fan, but not on his game. I just, I think I just hate the fucker because he wins so much, to yeah. be honest, yeah. like anybody else. But I'm not going to sit here and say I wish he'd retire until I see him that he can't perform at a high level. He should have been MVP this year, all right? Most of you guys don't know. I've never spoken on it before, but I'm a Packers fan. Aaron Rodgers had no motherfucking business winning, winning MVP. I'm sorry, no. but he had no business winning it. He couldn't even beat the fucking Niners in the playoff again. But Brady goes up there and has a season of his life at 40 fucking whatever he is. <laughs> Too damn old to be playing anyway, and he's still balling the fuck out. through more touchdowns than what his fucking age was, which is unbelievable <laughs> at this point. So... Again, if you don't like it, just beat the guy. But at the end of the day, you have to respect his drive for just the ultimate best. Like, yeah. he wants to be the fucking greatest without a shadow of a doubt. And he already is to me, I know. But, man, this dude, he's determined to make sure it's not ever, 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 ever a debate. Yeah. And even now, I don't think it is. But if he wins another one, let alone two, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to ever hear who's the greatest. Maybe the greatest of your lifetime. But not the greatest of all time. It will be Tom Brady for fucking ever if he wins another one, let alone two. It's just yeah. not even a debate. Yeah, no no debate there at all. This shit will never be done again. So, I mean, again, if you don't like the fucker, just beat him, man. Beat him. That's why y'all hate his ass, because you can't beat him. That's why I've hated him, too. <laughs> he's, he's fucking good, man. Um, on some other news, Dylan was saying something, mentioning something about it. What's the shit about Kevin Garnett? Yeah, uh, and I know this is kind of like different for you guys we don't i don't think we've ever talked to basketball this podcast we well, i mean we could do a fucking nba podcast yeah. itself <laughs> yeah we could so just so you guys know like i mean we're um and i know marsh madness is coming and it's weird because for all of us we've always been we love college football nfl's like so so but we're right ass opposite in basketball we love yeah. the nba more than we do college ball and and we do love marsh madness like any fan but um it's just, I don't know, the game differences between the two sports is kind of crazy. Like, I yeah. feel like the, the, the ball's better to watch in college. It's more exciting, but then it's vice versa for, you know, the NBA. It's more exciting to watch than the college. Yeah. But um, but we, we 100% could do an NBA pop if we wanted to. I promise y'all that. We are not liking knowledge in the NBA. No. Um, but I had to bring this up because I thought this was really weird. Um, and I don't, 
and I say I don't have a problem with it. I kind of do, really, now that I think about it. Uh, they're retiring his jersey. At Celtics? Yeah. They're retiring his jersey. Mm, I don't know. I don't I don't really like this and I'm gonna tell you why I don't like it because I feel like we we just do that so easily now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've just reached a point where we are constantly just like, Oh, this guy did a few things, let's retire his jersey. Like that's supposed to mean something. Yeah. Like it's really supposed to be like a like a ceremonial piece to your legacy. And I'm not and I understand KG won him a chip, right? Him, Ray Allen Pierce, they want a chip, I get it. It's one fucking chip though, bro. Yeah. Like and I know he's already retired, but like, hell, Bron damn near did a three-peat in fucking Miami. We ain't retired his jersey in Miami yet. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, this fucker wins one title, and he's entitled to that. I, I, I disagree. I'm sorry, but I just do. And, and I don't mean that in a sense. I'm not one of these guys like, well, he had two other guys with him. But I don't give a shit about that. He won a chip. He won a chip. But it's one. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with the status, but like, you're supposed to be like the Alabama fucking NBA, and you've won one title. In like fucking forty years, like yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Another reason I don't like it either. It's like Boston's gonna run out of fucking numbers, dude. I was about to say they're good. getting in Yankee territory at this point. Yeah, like for, real. for fuck's sakes, man, you're gonna have like starting point guard wearing ninety two out there. Like they're just running out of fucking numbers at this point. Right, yeah, they have way too many retired jerseys. And and I understand. Like I have no problem with the guys like the Bill Russells, Havlicek's, the fucking Casey Jones of the world. Those guys earn that. Yeah. Hands down. But when you start talking about guys like Garnett and Pierce, again, it's one chip, man. Like, I'm not saying they weren't all-time Celtic lifers, especially Pierce. I mean, he was there practically his whole career. He's the most overrated motherfucker ever. (laughs) Fucking bastard thinks he walked on water. But... He was a, I mean, he was a, he was a good player. Like, don't get me wrong, he was a star player. He was never a superstar. No matter what Paul Pierce tells you, he was not a fucking superstar. I promise you, you tell anybody to make a third or fourth tier starting five, Paul Pierce is not on their starting five. No. But um, KG, of course, he's a Hall of Famer, you know, no doubt about it. I mean, all-time great. Yeah. But he, he comes there for a handful of seasons, wins one chip. I just feel like we're, we're just, we're doing too much. Yeah. And why are we doing it? Yeah. So, I can, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I seen that and I feel like we haven't talked about it. It, just, it was just, I don't know, it really bugged me. So. I was going to say, I did not see where they were going to uh, retire his jersey. Yeah, I just, I thought it was really weird. Like, I mean, and I'd say the same thing if it was Ray Allen, but like, I could make more of a case if anybody else is going to get their number retired off them teams. I could make more of a case for like fucking Rondo, to be honest, which I know sounds strange because it's one chip for him too, but he was there a lot longer and held a lot more shit down than what them fuckers ended up doing. Yeah. So, all right. So with that, we're gonna get off into our list of SEC defensive players. Uh, we didn't. We could have easily probably done it like uh, defensive tackles and linebacker list, and then did a separate like safe uh, like defensive backs list. But we're just gonna go through and just lump it all together into one. Uh, I mean. SEC, you could have done it by fucking by every position on the defense. Yeah, yeah, you could have. It just would have been so time consuming. And I know we got plenty of time, but you know, spring ball is rolling around. There'll be things to discuss at that point. So yeah. this just felt like the right choice. Me, for me personally, I don't care how you go down the list. I, do you have anybody for Vandy? Yeah, I've actually got a couple people. For okay, Vandy. so you can start with Vandy and do your guys. After that, I want to hit Tennessee. 
Okay. Because I only have three for those. Okay. Right, um, but after Tennessee, I mean, I have five for everybody. Um, and, and I hate that I can only even come up with three for Tennessee. The fact that I – Tennessee, though, to me, though, they've had a lot more over their course of history in our lifetime, a lot more offensive players than they have defensive players, which they is have. kind of surprising because they've had such a rich history overall. They've got a lot of old school defensive players. Right. A lot of their great defensive players was old school. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, I think of like Reggie White and Deion Grant, guys like that. So yeah. in our lifetime, they've been kind of quiet on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. But Vandy, I just like, I just, it's fucking Vandy. I don't you know. I, kudos to you for being able to come up with them. Don't get me wrong. Well, I personally say, just couldn't. Well, I just felt like if I did, it would be guys that weren't really worth a shit. Yeah. So, but by all means, go ahead. All right. So my Vandy one, I've got, uh, I sort of at number three, I got uh Jawan Williams. Uh, J- yeah, Jawan Williams. He was a defensive back. Uh, I actually do remember him now. Yeah. That you mentioned that. Yeah, he was really, he was a fucking solid down uh piece for them as a defensive back. Cause I mean they don't really got too many of them floating around in Vanderbilt, right, but he was right. really good. Uh, number two, I got Dayo. Uh, I'm gonna fuck up his name. Odin Yigbo. You remember him? He was that, just, I do not. Yeah, he was defensive end. He just it was on. Uh, he just got drafted in this last season. Okay, so he's a newer kind of guy. He's a fucking solid player on defensive end. Well, probably one of their better defensive ends that they've ever had. Uh, this one you probably remember him after I say it. Uh, I've got number one Zach Cunningham. Fucking shit. Yeah, I was about to say. How did I not remember <laughs> that son of a bitch? Number 41. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say. Damn it. He's probably their best. Oh, winner. yeah. Goat of all-time defensive for them. Yeah. No doubt. That dude was a fucking baller. Yeah, he I, was. I mean, he really was. He was one of those guys. He was just all over the fucking field. Tackling machine. Yeah. Tackling machine, yeah. for sure. I knew once I, uh, once I said that, because as soon as I pulled it up and said, I was like, and you said that, I was like, and I, I just went over. I was like, how did he not remember that Yeah, guy? I don't know how I didn't remember him. He... And he was a high draft pick. I, he was top 10, if I remember correct. He went to the Texans. Um, never really panned out, though. I mean, he, no. he hadn't just been pure trash. Don't get no. me wrong, but just not quite lived up to that draft pick billing. But, yeah, no. Um, which really surprised me because he was, again, tackle machine leader of that defense. Was yep. an absolute stud when he was at Vandy. So, yeah, I mean, fucking hats off, man. I'm, I fucking wish I would have remembered him, <laughs> honestly, because that dude was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, so going on, uh, let's go uh, hit up Tennessee. Uh, so Tennessee for my number five, I got uh, Jalen Reeves, uh, Maben. You got him at five? Yeah, I got which him. I know I only had three, so that's some of it. Yeah. But <laughs> I have him at three though. Yeah. I, I, dude, I was high on him when he was at Tennessee. I thought he he was so fucking underrated when he yeah. was there, in my opinion, because I remember watching so many games when he was there whether it be against anybody, but even when they played us, he was all over the field. Yeah, he, he I mean, was, because they say he was a linebacker. He was a linebacker in strong safety. Like yeah. They moved him back and forth just depending on the package and setup they had. But, man, he was, again, he was another tackle machine guy. Like, he was just all over the fucking field. He was great in open space. Uh, I, I mean, I I love the fact that he was on your list, too. I didn't know if he would be or not, but, I mean, yeah. I always thought he was great. He's another guy. He didn't do shit in the pros, though, and it really surprised me. He was another one I thought would be great because yeah. – by the time he went to pros, that's right when we hit this sort of hybrid linebacker safety era yeah. that we're in now, but it just didn't work out for him. But, yeah, dude, he, he was a fucking stud for yeah, Tennessee. he was. For sure. I, and I promise you most Tennessee fans in their lifetime, like us, would, would have him probably top two. Honestly. Probably so. Because I mean, he, 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 he showed up every game piece. for them. Oh, yeah. He was never fucking out of a play. Uh, 
Going on to number four for me, I got uh, Cameron Sutton. He was a... Uh, Fuck yes. Yeah, he was a fucking solid lockdown uh, cornerback. Yes, yeah, cornerback, yes. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I forgot about him. I'm, I'm surprised I wasn't able to remember him, but yeah. That was solid. He actually went on to have a really good pro career, too. Yeah, he did. Uh, number three, I've got uh, Jared Mayo. Fucking shit. <laughs> Damn. Struggling with it. Maybe I just hate Tennessee, too. That's probably maybe, what it maybe is. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that's probably that's what probably it is. It. See, and I hate Auburn, too, but like they fucking burn me so much. Like, I have to remember them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where like, I hate Tennessee, but they fucking suck. So, like, <laughs> so it's like easier for me to forget. But, yeah, that's another good one, though. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was a fucking solid guy. Um... Like I said, we already know Mabin's my three. So. Yeah, no, uh, number two, uh, number two, I put uh, Derek Barnett, number two. So did I. Yeah. Yeah, I have was... Derek Barnett, too, man. That guy was a stud. Yeah. Oh, man. And and was he was scary, dude. I I hated the few years we had to go against him. He was he was pretty much unblockable one-on-one, yeah. to be honest. And I think outside of Tennessee fans, most people forget how dominant he actually was while yeah. he was there. He, he was, was like... Especially, he was there with Reeves Maven. Those two yeah. were the key cogs in that defense. And they had a very underrated defense while both of them was there. Yeah, they were. Uh, kept them in a lot of games, won them a lot of games. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's actually been fairly successful in pro. He's been a little disappointed, but not too bad. But, I mean, that guy was just fucking nasty, man. He would get through, do whatever he had to to get through your fucking quarterback. Oh, yeah. Uh, he broke Reggie Watts' sack. Record or That's a, you're right. a some, sack record, some sort of it was either sack, sack, yeah. or tackle for losses. He he ended up uh, being uh, he he's the lead uh, school leader in that uh, statistic, but I can't remember which one it was. I want to say it was sacks. I think it was sacks, but uh, anyway, so that's who I got at number two. Number one as Tennessee fan. Uh, I mean, if you don't have this cat down number one, and at least in our generation of watching. Uh, definitely probably one of your top fives, I guess you would say. Uh, number one, I got Eric Berry. Oh, that's not even debatable. <laughs> yeah, that that's same thing as me. You had to put Eric Berry one. And what more can you say about this dude, man? Uh, another all timer, um, fucking king of the hard hit. Yeah, God, that dude would lay the fucking wood to anybody. Um. And, and a great ball hawk, too. That, you know, everybody Pickens. always got caught up in his tackling and his hitting, but he was a fucking ball hawk, man. Yep. People forget about that. He was like, honestly, even when he hit pro as well, he was kind of like Earl Thomas before Earl Thomas. Yeah, he was. I mean, really. And yeah. I always felt bad for the guy. I feel like he got a bad shake in pros. You know, he went through the cancer deal. I think it was leukemia, best I can remember. But it was either that or Hodgkin's lymphoma. I can't remember. But, it was something like that, yeah. But um, he went through the cancer spell, you know, and came back and had a baller fucking year, man, like an absolute just monster. And uh, I always felt really bad for him. He got a fair second on that deal, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I mean, Eric Berry, dude, just a fucking stud. I, I mean, nothing much more you can say. Um, again, that's why I got so fired up back in the day in that Tennessee-Florida game that we talked about a couple of weeks ago when fucking Tebow bowled through his ass. That was like yeah. such a big deal because, like, man, Eric Berry was out there knocking fucking heads off every yeah. week. He would have got thrown out of every game today. <laughs> like, yeah. straight up. That motherfucker was targeted every week. Yeah, that, <laughs> he he would have not lasted in this the fucking league. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Is now. Eric I'll, Berry, one of my all-time favorite safeties. Yeah, and he's probably going to go down as – if you you know did a separate list of who's your best uh, safeties in the SEC, he's probably gonna be number one on every list. Yeah, no, he's he's at the very minimum he's top three, but he deserves to be top two. I would say. Yeah, I mean no shit, he was really that good, and 
And, I, and again, I think over time people have forgotten that. I mean, you go back and you watch his highlights, you'll see real damn quick. Yeah, that dude was good. the real fucking deal, man. And every Saturday, he was coming at you whether you wanted it or not. Yeah. Um, going off to uh, Ole Miss, uh, number five. I got Greg Hardy at number five. Greg, God, fucking Greg Hardy. <laughs> oh, fucking shit. Okay, so look, I have a couple of reasons for this. All right, so Greg Hardy didn't even make my list. Really? Yeah, he did not make my list. And that fucker, he gave us problems a few times. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And he, what, I think he was 76 in college, too. What a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but I didn't put him in my list for a very wholesome reason. <laughs> Because he's a fucking piece of shit. I mean, he is. He was good, I know. And I know this is what this is about, but I just couldn't do it. Like, he's a fucking woman beater. And I was like, fuck this dude. I'm not putting him in my top five. Fuck him. I can find other people more deserving. So that's what I did. But I understand him being on there, no doubt. I mean, he was good. Yeah. No denying. He was pass rush extraordinaire. Yeah, he'd, um, get, he'd get to the quarterback with ease. He would fucking beat your lineman like he beat his wife. <laughs> like, like, straight up. That's fucked up. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, he um actually like in in what made me think about it too was the fucking pod that that Marler and uh, Huck put out last week. Um, for I forget how we got to that point, but Marler went on this big fucking rant about Greg Hardy being a fucking piece of shit. When he fucking beat his girlfriend, alright. So he found out that she was texting. Uh, best I can remember now, was texting Nelly behind his back. Yeah, like country grammar Nelly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> down down down. All right, so. She, and he got fucking pissed off. He fucking beat her for hours. Locked her up in the apartment with him. Even at one point threw her on the bed where he had all his guns laid out and was threatening and intimidating her. Jeez, man. No shit. This dude is a straight fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah. UFC fight or not, I'm calling Greg Hardy out. You don't want it, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I will fucking end you. Like, you're such a piece of shit. Like, that, I mean, that was just some of the worst shit I've ever heard. And actually, I remember hearing the story at the time. But Marler talking about kind of refreshed my memory. I'd forgotten how bad it was. Yeah. Um, but it was that was just fucking terrible. And again, that's that was the biggest reason I didn't put him on the list. But again, football standpoint though, yeah. I mean, no doubt. He had all the physical tools you could ask for. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, number five for me, I have Robert Nickham Dietschy. See, I thought about putting him on my list, but he for what he was supposed to be, and then when he got there, talent wise, he had all the talents in the world. But like I don't know, it just didn't show quite like he showed flashes, but he was sort of a letdown from what he was supposed to be. You know? Oh I mean? yeah, no, I agree. Like I'm, I'm actually surprised that he's not on your list because I figured you might would have him higher than me. Um, Nick Amici, like I said, all the physical tools are there, and he had his moments where he really shined and really made impacts. Like no doubt about it. But um, again, physical standpoint, I thought he was good. You know, he had all the tools. That's why he's in my top five. Yeah. But he was, like, really disappointed, honestly, because he was the number one recruit yeah. in his class. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget that day. And I'm at the time, I think I was, like, 16 or 17 years old watching Sign Day that day. And they're like, Ole Miss gets the number one recruit in the nation after they just went 7-6 and six and won the fucking Sun Bowl. And I was like, they're paying players. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out it was. Yeah, I guess what happened five or six years later. You know what I mean? That's what killed me when everybody was like, they ain't paying players. Here I am. I'm not even fucking graduating high school yet. I'm like, they paying them motherfuckers. <laughs> and then what you call it, right after he got, tra- got uh, drafted. Yeah, yeah, fuck that lineman. Uh, Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that, he completely yeah. just sold him down the fucking river. Yeah, 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 we was getting paid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was so obvious, man. Yeah. Like you just, you know, again, because you see, like 
recruiting classes build over time because you you might maybe you're seven six right and then you go eight and four you go nine and three you go ten and two and then recruits start flowing in because you're doing better but I'm like you went seven and six won a sun ball and you get the number one recruit in the country and they saw something shady as hell about that shit <laughs> yeah. especially because it wasn't even him like Treadwell I think was number ten yeah you know that whole class was just stacked yeah they ended up having the number one class that year best I can remember but yeah. if it wasn't number one it was top three I know yeah but um. I mean, yeah, he was a real big disappointment because he he was supposed to be their Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, that's what he was supposed to be. Yeah, um, and he he like, and I think Clowney was overrated too. Don't get me wrong. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. But um, he uh, he never even scratched that surface. Yeah, he just really didn't because he's he was like uh, actually he was like Leonard Fournette for them. Yeah, yeah. He never showed up in the big games. Yeah. The smaller games and the mediocre games, oh, he was great. But whenever they played the big dogs of the SEC, he just never really did anything. He might have made a play or two here and there, but he never had, like, an impact for four quarters. Yeah. So, again, the guy had the physical talent, but at the end of the day, eh, he just never really impressed me too much. Uh, going on to number four, uh, I got Cody Pruitt. Uh, safety. Remember him? <laughs> He's my number two. And really? Yeah, I always thought Pruitt was a, a fucking baller, man. I, I I never thought he got the love he needed because you think about it, LSU, uh, LSU fuck, Ole Miss has actually had some really underrated defensive talent yeah. over our uh, lifetime. They really yeah. have. They yeah. just everybody. I think it's because they've had so much offensive talent that foreshadows it, you know, and yeah. kind of makes it fly under the radar. But they've had a lot of great defensive talent come through there, and Pruitt is the tr- the only true lockdown they've ever had in our lifetime. I mean, that guy cut off the side of a field. And I know yeah. he was not a defensive back. I know. But he was that good. Yeah. I mean, he was one of those guys you had to worry about every fucking play. Mm-hmm. And not only was he good ball, but he was a pretty good fucking hitter and tackler, yeah, too. I mean, he, he, he kind of had the full package, to yeah. be honest. And another guy who kind of disappeared. I don't really even know what happened to him. I don't know if he got drafted or not. Um, kind of surprising, though. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, why I, think... I had him, too. I always thought he was one of the best defensive players I've ever seen him have. Yeah. Uh, who you got at number four? I have Breland Speaks. Breland Speaks. I forgot about him. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I had him above him. Dick Abdichie, too, because, like, as much hype as Dick Abdichie got, Breland Speaks was what he was supposed to be, in my opinion. Yeah. That dude was good. Yeah. He was really good and was really underrated. Like, it's another one of those deals, like, outside of Ole Miss fans, most people would not list him if they made a top five for their yeah. own defense. They yeah. just would not. Yeah. Um, because, like, even the two years that he got to play against us, uh, Bama, he fucking burned us, man. He was making plays in the backfield, TFLs like crazy. I mean, the guy was a fucking stud, man. Like, I always thought he never got enough love. And he's actually had a good, successful uh, NFL career, too. He's been with the Chiefs for a while, at least uh, best I can remember. Um, but, I mean, he's even went on to be successful at the next level. So, he's just one of those guys that's just always, I guess because he's not the flashiest guy, but he's just a workhorse, man. He's he's like lunch pail. Like, yeah. he just he just comes to fucking work, man. Yeah. That's all it is. So, uh, I, I, again, I had to have him before. I just thought he was always really good. Uh, moving on to number three, I got uh, Marquise Haynes at number three. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I don't have him on my list. That's really? a good one. Yeah, he was a fucking – he was a solid defensive end. Yeah, he was part of that whole <laughs> land shark era. Yeah, yeah. And he was, like, really the embodiment of that, yeah. honestly. He was really good in open field tackles and would just fly to the fucking ball, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I, damn, I wish I would have put him on my fucking list now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think he 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 holds a lot of their statistics and tackles and career. Like he's he's I've got all the stats, but he's got a shitload of them. He holds. And, and rightly so. Uh, what what number are we on? Oh, uh, three, three. Okay, uh, three for me. I have Pariah Jerry. I don't know if you remember him or not. Mm, yeah, I, I vaguely do, but I can't remember. Defensive too well. tackle. Yeah. 
that dude was a fucking monster, man, when he was there. Great run stopper. I mean, yeah. that was, you know, what obviously most nose tackles, unless you're Aaron Donald, are not a pass rush specialist. Um, but as far as stopping the run, man, he was a force to be reckoned with. He yeah. was one of those guys you had to take seriously and you had to be worried about him yeah. every play. So I always thought he was really good. Another guy, he did so-so in the NFL. But when he was at Ole Miss, I mean, he was he was somebody you had to game plan for. Because yeah. he would stop the fucking run by himself if he had to. Uh, moving on to number two, I got uh, Sequ- uh, Saquez Goldson, number two. Oh, fuck. Shit. I forgot all about that fucker. Yeah, he was Tell fucking... me a minute. Well, as soon as you said Goldson, I was like, okay, I know who he's talking about now. Yeah, you should probably remember him real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not going to go into that, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, he was fucking solid. I remember him. He'd probably be number one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got him number two. He was fucking... He was one of their lockdown... One of their better lockdown defensive backs that they've ever had. Yeah, yeah, he really was. Like I said, I wish I would have buried him because I was gassed up Pruitt, but he was like right there with Pruitt. Yeah, that was, them two were uh, pretty much the whole Land Shark fucking crew back in the day. They were cornerstone pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you already know my team, Cody Pruitt, Pruitt. So you got one. Number one, I got Patrick Willis. Oh yeah, <laughs> all day. Closest, closest, like in like. Literally within our lifetime, start to finish, Ray Lewis for us. Pretty much, yeah. I'm calling it right now. Not and not just because he wore 52 in college, uh, pro. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was our generation's Ray Lewis from start to finish. He like, was a fucking dog. <laughs> and this guy, he retired early too. If yeah. he would have played his entire pro career too, people would have looked at him that way. People forget about Patrick Lewis, like you said, dog. Yeah, fucking dog, man. Knock your fucking block off and spit in your face. This dude embodied defense. He would fly all over the fucking field. He did, man. Like, I, I fucking love Patrick Willis, man. He was always one of my favorite linebackers his entire career, start to finish, pro, college, whatever. Um, I mean, he is without a shadow of a doubt number one. I, I mean, and I, and I say our lifetime, but all time, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think it's a fucking debate. Yeah, he, he was a fucking beast out there for Ole Miss. That dude was scary. Yeah, uh... Going on, uh, going to, <laughs> going to do a little egg bowl rival. <laughs> uh, going on to Mississippi State, uh, number five, I got Jonathan Adams. Damn, I forgot about him. Yeah, super great safety. Yeah, he was fucking solid for them. High draft pick, too, Thumper. Mm-hmm. Fucking Thumper, man. He was a forcer for them on defense. I forgot all about him, yeah. He didn't make my list. Like I said, he would have if I'd have thought about him. But yeah. yeah, that's a great fucking choice right there. Yeah, I, to be honest, I got a lot of safety. Usually, I, I found at least one fucking safety or somebody. That oh I yeah, put yeah, on these. yeah. We're not like or defensive down back. Here. Yes, defensive back for each team. You can find one. I'm not gonna lie. For me, on Mississippi State, my list is is pretty front seven heavy. Yeah, I mean it, it. But that's where most of their talent has came for, from. Yeah, a lot of it has. But um, yeah, that's a good one, man. I mean, I said, hey, Abrams, dude, like he. Honestly, doesn't get talked about enough what he accomplished while he was there, really. Yeah. I mean, he, he was just so consistent. One of those back-end pieces they could depend on every single game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's your number five? I got Jonathan Banks. I've actually got him higher. And I could make that case. I could. I mean, this dude was the lockdown corner for them. Mm-hmm. No doubt. He shot off a whole side of the field by himself. Yeah. I mean, had all the accolades to back it up, too. Why? I mean, even when Bama played him, he gave us fits. Yeah. He had the whole conference fits. I mean, because, again, yeah. he could shut off a whole side of a field by himself. I mean, yeah, this guy could. had all the range, lankiness that you could want. 
I've actually got him at my number two spot. And again, yeah, and I see that. I mean, because I mean, I think this guy is another one. He's just like Abrams. He, but he's even worse. He does not get talked about near enough. People yeah, have no. forgotten completely about him. Again, if you're not a state fan, you wouldn't even talk about him. No, you just wouldn't. No, I, I mean this this guy was the epitome of defense for them while he was there and was. Just one of those guys you could depend on every fucking Saturday. He was going to bring it, and he was going to get in. Whoever their fucking A receiver was, he's going to lock his ass up more yeah. often than not. Yeah, he would. He was shut down the fucking corner for sure. Uh, number four, I got Jeffrey Simmons on there. I do. Yeah. I have Simmons at four as well. Another front seven guy, just nasty. Yeah. I mean. Um, not much you could do to, follow, to contain him. No, he's gonna you get couldn't. It. Another great run stopper. Um, he was one of those guys that was just, it was like every single play, he's getting in your backfield. You're like, how do we stop this guy? Yeah. You know, and, and you just couldn't really figure it out. I mean, he was another one of those stable, consistent, like bull rusher guys. Yeah. I mean, he was just so physically imposing that it was hard to keep him in check. Yeah, it was. Uh, number three, I got Montez Sweat. You got Sweat at three? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I have Sweat at one. Really? Yes. I have Sweat at one, man. I think Sweat's the best defensive. And again, I, I mean, we all know this is personal preference. But yeah. I have Sweat at one, man. I, really? I think he is the most talented fucking defensive player I've ever seen from Mississippi State. And, and to, for me, it's not even close because he was just so physically imposing. He got to the quarterback, I, I mean, just an insane amount of times. Yeah. I mean, he was one of those guys, again, unless you double-teamed him, you couldn't keep him in check. And even when you doubled him, it was not it, a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if I remember right, he did help hurt to fucking do it too, that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but still, uh, the guy was a fucking monster, man. He I just was. He, he scared me. Yeah. I mean, he really did. He was one of those guys, you just look at him on that D-line, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. What are we going to do this cat? So, again, I mean, I know it's perfect pressures, but yeah, he's my one, man. I, I thought he was a baller. I got you. Uh, I already said my new two, Jonathan Banks. Who is your? Well, I'm at three. Oh, shit. I skipped you on three. Who you got? My number three is KJ Wright. He was a linebacker for them. Went on oh, to be super yeah. successful in the pro, too, yeah. with the Seahawks, man. Yeah, I, was, I know you're talking about now. K.J. Wright was one of those just all-around linebackers. He wasn't the flashiest guy, but he was just another one of those lunch pail guys, man. He just came to work, and he was going to go out there and make his tackles, make his reads, yep. do his job every Saturday. Yeah. Um, I always had a ton of respect for him, man. And, and I was really happy to see him have a good pro career, too, so far, because I always thought he was very underrated while he was at State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Plus, was not was him and Montez, weren't, weren't they all on the same team when they had the best defensive? KJ wasn't there. KJ wasn't. And no, that's KJ, what I was saying. KJ yeah. was already gone. Yeah, that's what I, I couldn't quite remember, but I, I wasn't sure. And this shows you how, like, sort of like under the radar, Mississippi State defensive-wise have been sort of been. Yeah, they, they have been very underrated. I, I agree with that. I thought the same thing when I was making this list. I was like, which I thought this before I even started making my list. I was just like, man, you know, State's had some dogs, man. Like, yeah. people get caught up and they forget. Like, they've had some fucking studs come through State, man. Yeah, uh, I guess it's because, it's, you know, it's the offensive side is lacking. Of for you know to make them you know win more games so to speak, but their defense is what held them in. Oh all, yeah, all man, the defense has held them together so many times, and like, especially these last three or four years. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> they've been pretty fucking solid. You said you had Banks at two. Yeah, I had Banks at two. So like I said, you already know Sweat's my one. So my number two is Fletcher Cox. Really, I have him at number one, and I can make that case. Yeah, you know, like I said, obviously I have him at two. I have Sweat at one. So those two were kind of interchangeable to me. I just again, I was always more impressed with Sweat, but Cox, man, yeah. 
Fucking, oh my gosh, man. Like, how could you keep this guy in check? I mean, you really couldn't. Yeah, no, they really I mean, another one, great run stopper. Yeah. Fucking amazing. But was a good pass rusher to be a DT as well. Yeah. And there's another one. He's had a fantastic pro career. Yeah. He's even been better in pro. Obviously won that Super Bowl with fucking Philly. Um, been one of their cornerstone pieces for years now on that defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, this guy was just amazing, honestly. And he's another one, as far as SEC talk goes, he doesn't get talked about enough. He really doesn't. He gets forgotten in the mix. And I understand that we have a slew of great defensive players, but Cox belongs high up on that list, in my opinion, because this guy was so consistent. He was like um, – he was Mississippi State's Albert, uh, Albert Hainsworth. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Except he wanted to play more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, though, man, I mean, he, he was fucking awesome, man. He was insanely consistent. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that was, yeah, that number one. You said your number one was Sweat. Sweat, yeah. yeah. I mean, but fucking Mississippi State's had some really good talent come through there. And, there, and it's not been like five star recruits in neither. It's not really. No, like, yeah. I mean, they've gotten these lower level recruits and built it. Yeah. Built them. And it's been like. Super impressive um, that they've been able to do that. I mean, because, again, they're not out here cranking out top 15, top 20 classes all the time. Yeah. You know, they get these low-level guys and build them up. Uh, so we're going to move on with Arkansas. Uh, for my number five, I've got uh, Bumper Pool. Fucking one of the sweet-ass names <laughs> in college football right now. Uh, he's just starting out, but uh, so far I've seen he's – Probably going to be really good for them. He has been. He's one of their centerpiece in their defense def, uh, defense right now and helped them on this run that they had this last year. Uh, but he's quick, fast, and he's he's perfect for that 3-3-4 uh, defense that they pl- like to play. Uh, so he, I've got him at my number five spot. He's Fucking of, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did, I forgot Arkansas was the other team I had a problem with. Really? I knew there was one I had a problem. I only have fucking two for them. Two? Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's my bad. Like I said, I, I forgot to warn you about that ahead of time. But um, they were the only other one I had a problem with. But, man, I wish I would have thought of Bumper Pool. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. Because I agree. Fucking amazing football name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> great football name, right? Like, it's weird. But, man, that just sounds like a fucking ball player, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I agree. I mean, that dude is great schematically. He fits perfect into that defense. Yeah, because he's quick. He fucking, is fucking quick, He can man. go sideline to sideline. And he is a great tackler, too. He is yeah. really good about wrapping up and controlling his I was going to say, he, he needs to, to be, there needs to be, especially that weird defense that yes, they do. you have to be a sure tackler. He does a great job, and I agree. I mean, that's early, but he'll go down as one of the better defensive players they've ever had, hands fucking down. Because I think he'll even have a bigger season this year than what he did a year ago. Yeah. Uh, so that was my number five. My number four, uh, I put uh, Mar- Mar- Montreal Spate at number four. Son of a bitch, that's another guy I forgot about. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, he's he was another one with a high motor. Would get to the uh, yes, you know, absolutely. The <laughs> and I hate that I forgot some of these Arkansas guys is just because they've always been so offensive heavy. I think. Yeah, and it's it's almost like same thing we were talking about Ole Miss. Like, the offense has always been so explosive. Like, you get caught up in that more than the defense. So, you yeah. get some of these guys. But I agree. Very, like you said, very well said. High motor. Yep. I mean, he's one of those guys that just always kept his engine running and he was ready to go and, and always seemed to have a very quick thought process about yeah. himself, too. So, uh, My number four, I put uh, Dre Greenlaw. Remember him? 
Him I do not remember. Um, he he was a middle inside linebacker, one of the linebackers. He was a middle middle or inside linebacker. Anyways, uh, he was a fucking stud for them. He uh, I know he holds. He has a shitload of career tackles. I know the name. I just can't yeah. remember watching him play. And Damn. plus, he had one of the better stories of Arkansas because he was like homeless as a kid and really, cool. yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. But he was another one that would get get after the ball. He's really good. Uh, so moving on to number three, who is your number three? I have two. Oh, two, two. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm on two, right? Yeah, yeah. So number two, I put Jake uh, Bequetti. How do you say that? You remember him? But Jake. I don't remember him either. He was another uh, defensive end. Uh, you know, you know how to pronounce that. <laughs> I'd say Jake Bequette, probably. Jake Bequette, I think that's how you say it. Uh, he was another one that could get after the quarterback with ease. Uh, he was, uh, that name kind of sounds familiar, but it's not like like Greenlaw. Like I said, I remembered him, but yeah, that he, one I don't know about. Uh, he also he had a lot of, uh, I think he held, holds, uh, I know he holds, he's in there on the, the tackles for loss, I think. I think he's like top three in uh, their in their school statistics, uh, but he was another one that was really good. Fucking could get to the quarterback with ease. He's he's a threat to watch out for. Um, who's your number two? I have Chris Houston at number two. I don't remember him. He was a defensive back, mid to late two thousands. Um, honestly, flew massively under the radar. He was as close to a lockdown corner as you could ask for. Yeah. Um, and and the office statistics back it up. The guy was one of those guys he could just cut off the side of the field. Um. I always thought the word of him, too. He's actually a pretty good hitter to be a defensive back as well. Um, but, again, his stats were just crazy. I, he's another guy that just disappeared after college, too. I, I'm surprised he was not successful in the NFL. He was so good while he was there. But one of the better secondary players, I would argue, that, that Arkansas has ever had. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, probably going to be like this for a lot of Arkansas fans. Uh, number one, I put Trey Flowers. That's what I have too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trey Flowers, you that that guy, best pass rusher they've ever had, by far. Yeah. Um, the guy was so fucking tough. He was so physical, um, and it was just a sack machine. Honestly, uh, I think you know, again, outside of Arkansas fans, most people would not think of him. They would mm-hmm. not remember him. But he was a fucking force to be reckoned with, and would give you fucking fits, man. He just he was another high motor guy. He just refused to give up. Yeah. Um, very terrifying. He had a very huge role to play back in the day with that Blake Sims game against Arkansas. We barely even won that fucking game. I think it was like fourteen to thirteen that we won. It was a four quarter fucking slugfest in fucking Arkansas. Um, and Trey Flowers had a lot to do with that. I mean, we we could not handle him. I mean, we just couldn't. He was whipping our fucking lines ass yeah. all game. Even double teaming him, it wasn't enough. So. Uh, might would help if Blake Sims did the fucking ball quicker, but, <laughs> <laughs> but still, and I love Blake Sims, but still, I was being pissed that game. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you you have to have him one. It's been, again our lifetime. But yeah, he has to be at one. I mean, that yeah. that guy was just a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah there was no stopping his ass. Uh, moving on, uh, we got Texas A and M. Uh, for my numbers five spot, I put our Armani Watts number five. He was a uh, safety. No, we're on Texas ATM. ATM, <laughs> Texas ATM. Yeah. Uh, so you have Watts at five. Yeah, I actually have him at three. Really, you got him yes. higher? Yeah. Watts is one of my favorite defensive players they've ever had, and I'm I was surprised he made your list. Glad that he did though, because yeah. I feel like this guy's never got enough love. No, he Straight really up. hasn't. He, fun fact, in my opinion, he is Texas A and M's Jamal Adams. 
Yeah, I can see that. The same play style, in my yeah. opinion. Seriously. You know, had he had enough good coverage and made enough big interceptions, don't get me wrong, that he was he was good in coverage. Yeah. Um, but he was just a fucking thumper. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, was a guy that you want to load that box, bring somebody in to stop somebody in the backfield from toting that rock, <laughs> call that motherfucker in. <laughs> because he's gonna come back and clean a fucking clock real quick. Um, I always thought Watts was awesome, man. I, I'm super glad that he made your list too because this guy does not get enough love, in my opinion, at all. Um, and I was just always impressed with him. Again, he was just one of those hard-hitting motherfuckers that would just strike fear in the hearts of, of everybody that was playing against him. So, uh, I mean, he, he was a, he was an easy consideration for my list. Again, that's why I have him at three. I, just, I always thought he was one of the better defensive players I've ever seen from them. Um, my number five uh, for them, though, was Justin Evans. Just a He's a safety. During the same SEC era, um, all, all my guys on this list, too, is since they've been you yeah. know, in the conference, besides my number one slot. But um, Justin Evans was sort of your prototypical long, lanky safety. Um, had really good range. He was not the hardest hitter, but he was one of those guys being a free safety at great back end coverage. Um, and he had the length to back it up. Um, always did a really good job extending out, getting those PBUs. Yeah. Um, I always thought the guy was really solid. Um, I'm not saying he was just otherworldly, but man, when you talk about just getting it done and knowing his job, he was really good at it. Uh, go ahead with your number four. I I, I think I messed up on my number four. Hang my on. number four. Um, and I couldn't make a case for him to be higher. Truth be told, Deshaun Hall. Deshaun Hall. People forget about this guy all the fucking time. He's another guy who did not do shit in the pros, and I really don't know why. Deshaun Hall was there with Miles Garrett. They had a great dual end setup. They had him at the left side, mm-hmm. and they had Miles Garrett at the right side. Number 10, Deshaun Hall. He was a fucking monster. I always thought he was every bit as good as Garrett. I could arguably say that he was a little bit better than Garrett in college, to be honest. At times, not always, but at times he was. Uh, he was just a supreme pass rusher. Again, he was one of those guys. He was just—he was fast, man. He would fly off the edge, had enough power to to actually bull through you too if he wanted to, and had a great career while he was there. Again, I'm I'm surprised he hasn't really panned out in the pros. But man, you don't talk about just getting it done. I mean, this this guy was great, man. I always again thought that he never ever got enough love, and I think it was because he was playing alongside Garrett. But still. He should have got talked about a lot more because he was a premier pass rusher when he was at A and M. Yeah, see, I, I just don't, I don't remember him. Uh, well, you should. He fucking tagged Florida's ass. <laughs> I, like I said, I just don't remember. Uh, I, I'm on number four. I think I fucked up on my number four because I think I got confused with somebody else. So, <laughs> uh, Okay, we'll just skip it. I was about to say, I'm going to skip my number four because I think it was, but I, I think I got confused with who this guy was. So we'll just skip him for now. Uh, so number three, uh, skip on, go on to number three. Number three, I got DeMonte Moore. Oh, man, that's a good one. I yeah. forgot about him. Yeah, he was fucking, he, he, <laughs> he was another one that could get the quarterback with Will. Oh, yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. I wish I would have remembered him, to be honest. I mean, I was always super impressed with him as ADM. He's another guy I feel like never got enough love. And A and M's another one, really, that's almost akin to state. I mean, they've, and it, which is weird that their defensive guys haven't got talked about more because they've never had really an offense. Past yeah, the yeah, days. yeah, for real. But they just have always flew under the radar for whatever reason. But no, nah, that's a good one, man. I, I really like that. Uh, who's your number three? 
what? Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, number two, I put uh Miles Garrett number two. I did too, and I hated to even put Miles Garrett too. To be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I, I knew that you wasn't going to be too keen yeah. on him, but you sort of have to put him yeah, there. Yeah, you kind of have to, especially because, I, I mean, and I know that I've watched A&M a good bit even before they were in the SEC, but being in my lifetime, they haven't had a shitload of great defensive players. Yeah. I mean, they've been pretty good, don't get me wrong. Again, I think they've had some underrated guys, but it just haven't been insane. Um, it hasn't been like your Bamas, LSUs, and Georgias of the world. Yeah. Um, But it was just, I just... Like Garrett, he had all the physical tools, man. Like, no doubt. Then yep. that's then that's that's one one reason I was okay with putting him in too because physically, holy shit! I mean, yeah. he was terrifying. <laughs> he he was. was terrifying. He I was. mean, he really was. You made sure to go to make sure to play to go to the other side of him. And I fucking hated playing against him in NCAA back in the day because he would literally just like as soon as you snap the ball, he's knocking your lineman on his ass, <laughs> yeah. which was realistic though. Yep, it really it was. was. I mean, ninety percent of the time he did that. I mean, he would, but he was also extremely fast too. Yeah, he could blow by you if he wanted to do that too. If you did an inside set. He would just run outside you. So it was really hard to defend against him, but he was not one of those guys. He just never showed up in the big games. I was about though. to say, when the big games come, it was everybody else doing it. Yeah, I mean, you go back and watch the whole time he was there, and, and whenever Battle played him, like, he didn't do shit, man. No. And we waxed their ass every time we played him with him there. And I would be so worried every time because I was like, man, I hope we can contain him. You know, and he just never really made an impact. Like, no. So that's my one knock against him. Again, physically, he was very imposing, and he had great stats too, but he was just never one of those guys that showed up in the marquee matchups. He no, just wasn't. No, he, he didn't. But fucking A, like, if he showed up, he showed up. <laughs> but <laughs> and I'm not saying, like, you know, he had some good games against LSU that I can remember. He had some other good, you know, games yeah. against some of the other guys. But when you came down to, like, your top elitist schools, like Alabama or in Auburn, just never really did much. No, he just didn't. I mean, and and I know that they both, even those schools, have a great great talent too. But it just, I don't know. It just always bugs me with guys like that. You know, they have all the physical tools, but they don't show up in the big games. You know, it doesn't mean that you're not great. But I'm not just gonna label you as like the goat. You know what I mean? Because oh, you've yeah. got to show up in those marquee matchups. And I ain't saying that he had to win. Let's say that we beat him one year, but he gets like two or three sacks. I, I'd probably have him one then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he still made the impact. But yeah. It's just, you have to impact the game on some level. All right. Moving on to number one. Probably going to go down as top three for most Texas A&M fans. Definitely in our lifetime. Uh, number one, Von Miller. He doesn't wear number 40, does he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Von Miller. Dude, hands down, um, and I don't even have Von Miller one because of his talent. I have one because he handles chickens. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love those commercials with the chickens, man. It's just great. Like that's so bitch is so happy to have the chickens, man. It's just, it makes me feel good about life seeing him so happy about chickens, man. It just, yeah. it, just rela- it speaks to me. I don't yeah. know. It's weird, but uh, yeah, he's he's hands down number one. I'm, this guy was a physical specimen while he was there. You could not handle him. You could mm-hmm. not contain him. It's not even a debate. He, If he wanted to sack your quarterback, he's going to sack it. And he still did that in the NFL. Yeah, he did. I mean, the three quarters of his career, you know, now he's not quite as good, of course, because he's older. Yeah. But even with the Rams, he made a significant impact this year, as old as he is. Hell, he, had a, he got a sack in the uh, late in the game. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the even, Super Bowl even that the age that he's at now, he's still impactful. Um, but yeah, his whole career pro to, to college, man, has just been a, a fucking, again, physical specimen. I mean, 
he's one of those guys. He had the full package. There was no stopping him. No, like there, there. It doesn't double, double him, triple him. I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want to. If if he's that determined to get to your quarterback. He's gonna get there. Yeah, and he was also pretty good in in the uh, pass coverage. Too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's that's the underrated part of his game. I'm really glad you said that. Um, yeah. He's always been really good if they dropped him back in the coverage as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was never one of those guys that had a high interception rate, but he did really good covering the guys he needed to, and got a lot of PBUs. I was gonna say, plus them being the linebacker, he got you know matched up with the running running back exactly. stuff and, and man or, or. But that's why he was so good because he had the quickness. That's mm-hmm. the thing, like he was physical too. Don't get me wrong, but man, he was fucking fast. Yeah, he, he was. was. He was actually kind of the start of that new age of those hybrid linebackers. I could argue. Yeah, um, yeah. that had more speed than what they did physicality. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, you know, he's number one, no debate. Yeah. It's just not, it's not even close. He's number one. All right. Uh, moving on to Mizzou. Uh, I, at my number five spot, I put EJ Gaines at number five. Damn, Damn. he didn't make my list. That's really? a good one. Yeah. yeah. He was a fucking locked down. That's <laughs> a really good back. one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. And he's another guy that didn't really do much to the next level. And I was surprised because man, he was, you say he was locked down when he was at Mizzou. He I mean, was. he really was. Mizzou is one of my, this was one of my favorite lists to make for this, this list, to be honest, because yeah. they've had some underrated defensive talent at Missouri. They really Same have. thing on the offensive side too, though. Like yeah. even, and whether you're talking pre-SEC or after SEC, it applies either way. Yeah, I mean they've had some underrated talent come through there on both sides of the ball, but yeah, Gaines, man, dude, that guy, he got after it every week. Yeah, he did. I mean, he really did. He was one of those guys again that was just so fucking dependable. You knew, like, okay, look, we're gonna match you up with you know X or Y. He had it. Yeah, he had it under control. You know, everybody's gonna make a mistake. I know, but for the most part, man, he kept them fuckers in check for four quarters. He did. He did for sure. Uh, who's your number five? My number five is Kentrell Brothers. I put him at four. Okay, yeah, and, and I can see that, man. This this guy, man, you want to talk about, like, and, and I know it seems probably crazy to most Mizzou fans because he holds, like, so many fucking records for them. Um, but, uh, again, it doesn't, it's not a lack of respect. I mean, this guy had all the numbers to back up his, his abilities. Um, he was another one of those guys that fly over, all over the field. Um, seemed to make every play when they needed it to and was another one of those guys you could just depend on every single fucking week. Like, yeah. you didn't have to worry about what his brother's going to do. Brother's going to come with that and get his dumpling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> straight up. Like, yeah. you didn't have to worry about what he was going to produce when he hit the field. No, not at all. Uh, but, yeah, that's who I have uh, moving on. That's who I have at four. Who's your number four? I have Sheldon Richardson. Fuck, I forgot about him. Yes, man. You talk about another one of those guys, run, stopper, extraordinaire. Yeah. Golly, this dude, man. Had a great fucking NFL career too, man. Yeah. But flew so under the radar when he was at Missouri. I mean, he was honestly like a steal in the draft and with there. And he actually went fairly high. I don't remember exactly, but but still, if most people would have even known what he was going to become in the pros, they would have took him a lot higher. He probably would have been like a top five pick. Yeah. Um, this guy was the embodiment again of run stopping and just clogging up that line of scrimmage. I yeah. Mean, he was so good at it. And it was another guy that from time to time he would break loose and get to your quarterback too. Uh, it's just really physical, honestly. Um, one thing to me that was always underrated by him was his fucking swim move. This this guy had a hell of a fucking swim move on him, which I just, I love the swim move. <laughs> yeah. I, just do, you know? yeah. I remember like being in Toy Bowl and they're like, this is a swim move. I was like, I'm going to get the quarterback every time now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, again, this dude, not much more than I can say, to be honest. This guy was an absolute fucking baller. Yeah, he was. Uh, moving on to number three, I put uh, Shane Ray at number three. 
You got Shangri-La at three? Yeah, I got him at three. Are you shitting me? No. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Shangri-La at three, dude. That's fucking crazy, man. Um, I actually have Shangri-La at one. Really? Yes. I can see that. Um, And again, I, again, with personal preference, but I just, Shangri-La to me was the most dominant Missouri defensive player I've ever seen. This guy could get to the quarterback at fucking will and was scary. God, he was so scary. I know I've said this a hundred more times on this list. Yeah. But he fit the bill. He did. He was, and he had, he's had a disappointing ass NFL career. Yeah, because yeah. I remember when the Broncos got him. You got to think this was still in the prime of Von Miller's career, and they go get Shane Ray. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, this is about to be even worse. Yeah, you know, and he just has never really panned out. He's had a few productive seasons, but has never panned out completely, which surprised me. But when he was at Mizzou, dude, I was scared of this motherfucker, straight up. I mean, I, I always thought that he was a fucking monster when he was there. Um, he had all the tools that you could ask for. He's another guy, speed, strength. He had the whole nine yards, man. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, I'm glad he's on your list, but yeah, like I said, I got, I got him at fucking one, man. He, he was one for me. All right. Uh, who's your number three? My number three is Coney Ely. Oh yeah. I, I know you're talking about, he was a bad motherfucker. Dude, he's a bad <laughs> motherfucker, man. I'm telling you, he flew so under the radar when he was at Mizzou and it proved it too because he was a later round pick in the draft. He was like a second round pick, I think. Yeah. Which is crazy because after the career he's had in the pros, he's probably been a first rounder. He might have been mid to late, but he should have been a first rounder. Yeah. Um, and one of his like shining moments of his career was in that Super Bowl against Cam. They dropped him in fucking zone coverage off the fucking D line. He got that pick on Cam. Yeah. Um, or shit, pick on Cam, shit, pick on fucking Peyton. I mean, yeah. He was on the Panthers, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he got that pick on fucking Peyton. That was a game changer at the time until Cam fumbled the ball and didn't get it. <laughs> but, uh, I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, dude, Coney Eagle was the model of consistency for them. I yeah. mean, he really was. Like, this dude was absolutely unreal when he was there. Um, another guy I felt like his, just always flew under the radar. Uh, moving on to number two, I put uh, Charles Harrison number two. Damn, that's a good one. Fucking yeah. shit. How did I forget about Charles <laughs> fucking Harris? He was another one that he would fucking uh, get after the ball. Uh, he had a high motor. Uh, he was one that, you know, he was just tough to fucking, tough to, um, uh, he, he, uh, tough to match up with. He was a, a matchup nightmare. Uh, he, I forgot what the stats was that he had, but he had a, uh, a shitload of uh, tackles, career tackles. Uh, he had a uh, he had a good bit of sacks in his career, uh, but he was he was another one that is just hard to match up with. Oh yeah, no, I I agree completely. I, I honestly wish I would have put him on my fucking list. I really do. I just I don't know how I fucking forgot about him. I feel like a piece of shit. But. Well, that's a, I mean, there was a lot of these, like, once I was uh, doing research on each team, so I was sort of looking back, I was like, damn, I forgot about this dude or this dude or, you know. Yeah, and initially these dudes, because, like, we've had such rich talent. Yeah. You know, within the conference for such a long time, too, it's really easy to get kind of lost, you know. Yeah. Who's your uh, number two? Number two is Marcus Golden. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Him and Shane Ray was paired up together. Yeah. Um, and, and this guy was great. I mean, it was literally Shane Ray, 1A, Marcus Golden, 1B, and them two together was about like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marcus Golden, man, he was another one, man, I was scared of. 
I mean, seriously, most badass DN I've ever seen were 33. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you had to take him seriously every game. I mean, yeah. those two together, again, was just a force to be reckoned with. And, again, people forget how good they were together. I mean, Mizzou was that close to winning an SEC title in their first year. Yeah. Uh, and, and they had a lot to do with that. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, the offensive side was good with James Franklin running the show, but, man, that defense was nasty. Yeah, it was. You know, Auburn doesn't have the Cinderella fucking season that they did with the fucking – Horseshoe stuck up the crack of their ass all fucking season. I mean, Mizzou might even play for a fucking natty that year. Yeah. And, like, real talk. I mean, they would have had a case for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that was that was always insane to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. Again, I thought Golden, he kind of, I say he was underrated. He really wasn't, but it was just because uh, Shane Ray was so good. Yeah. It was easy to forget about him. Uh, I don't know if you're going to like my number one, uh, but... I don't know how everybody else feels about this at number one, but at number one, I put Michael Sam at number one. Oh man, dude, I forgot about Michael Sam. <laughs> I mean, Holy shit! How do you forget about? I him? don't know, man. Like it's literally the second you said Michael Sam, my head is flowing with highlights right now. No shit, fifty-four fucking baller, fucking beast on the outside, dude. Dude, I completely forgot, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I, I personally would still have Shane Ray. Number one, yeah, but Sam, I would either put two or three, yeah, just because I like game Golden game. so much, yeah, but, but yeah, no, I man, yeah, what his uh, that first year they were in the he was co defensive player of the year, yeah, he was, it was uh, him and uh, fuck, I think it was somebody from Bama, best I can remember who the fuck it was, I don't remember who that's <laughs> defensive guys take your pick, but. But yeah, he was. I know he was co-defensive player of the year in yeah, SEC that year, and that is fucking saying something, right? Yeah. Like right. their first year in the conference, this fucker comes in, he's knocking blocks off. Dude. He was. Uh, I feel the only bad part is I feel like once he got out of college and came out that he was gay. Like, I felt like the reason he didn't take off in the pro had something to do with that, but. I don't know, because he was like, like one of the last draft picks <laughs> in the draft that he was in. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's, that's very possible. I mean, that's another reason I've always been big about, like, keeping shit to yourself. And, not, and I'm not being fucking anti. It's just yeah. because people have their own opinions and shit. And once people mark you a certain way, like, you're just fucked. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just how it is. Yeah. It's, it's not, I'm not saying it's okay, but that's just how it is. Um, you know, if that happened now, probably wouldn't be an issue at all. He's probably a fucking top ten pick. Yeah. Like, real talk. I mean. But he was fucking. But the guy had all the skills in the world to back it up, man. Yeah. And this guy was a fucking monster when he was there again. I mean, you go back and watch his highlights. I mean. It was he, something every week he was doing something Yes. I mean, week, he was one of those guys week. that could not be handled. No, it um, wasn't. Yeah, I mean, that's great, man. I fucking really wish I would have thought to put him <laughs> on my fucking list. I don't know how I forgot him, but I damn sure did. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, co-fucking SEC Defensive Player of the Year. There you go. Yeah. That's all you need to know. I mean, you know how rare that shit is? Yeah. To be an SEC Defensive Player of the Year? Because you're, you're talking about, like, as we go through all these lists, elite fucking talent every fucking year, dude. Yeah. And he A was A lot fucking, of butt, butt kiss awards on this on fucking right. list. And he won the fucking bitch. I mean, that that's just ridiculous to me. I mean, but yeah, I just... That's a great fucking pick. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Again, he he would have been either two or three for me if I remembered him. I mean, that's just solid. All right, uh, moving on to Kentucky. Uh, number five, I got Jamin Davis at number five. That's a good one. I wish I would have remembered him too. I've done fucking forgot about him <laughs> so fucking hell. But, but that's fucking, that's balling. Yeah, he was a lockdown fucking defensive back. Solid. 
Oh no, he was absolutely. And and again, Kentucky's another one like some of these guys were talking about. Very unrated defensive guys. Yeah, there was a lot of defensive guys. Man, they've had some fucking solid guys on defense without a shadow of a doubt. Um, <clears throat> number five for me is Corey Peters. Corey Peters, I don't really another know. nose tackle, run stopping fucking extraordinary dude. Um, was never quite the pass rusher, but you were talking yeah. about clogging up that middle fucking lane, getting in the backfield and getting them TFLs, dude. He was like king of the fucking crop, honestly. Um, and another guy went on has have, have a very successful pro career, so I had to put him on my list because I've always been super impressed with what he did when he was at Kentucky because he was he definitely never got talked about enough, like honestly. Like I know I've said it a lot, but he really didn't because he went on to have such a good pro career and everybody knew who he was at that point. But yeah. when he was in Kentucky, he should have been getting talked about a lot more and probably should have been a top fifteen, top twenty pick. What uh what years did he play? Do you remember? Like, another mid to late two thousands guy. Okay, uh, that's uh, probably I don't quite remember him too well. Peters Peters was good though, man. He was he was super physical, and again, just did a great job breaking that run up. Like back then, it was. I'm not saying you couldn't run on Kentucky, but if you had problems, it was it was because of Corey Peters. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh. Moving on to number four, I put uh, uh, Bud Dupree at number four. You got Dupree at four? Yeah, I got him at four. Beef? What the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I fucking can't wait to see how the rest of this fucking list goes, man. You were fucking high as a kite, man. What the fuck, man? I had Bud Dupree at two. Really? Dude, I fucking love Bud Dupree. Number one, fucking great football name. Okay? Yeah. Another guy, like, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Who's, who's lined up against you? Not Bud Dupree. Uh, you don't want none of this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's going to drive off in his fucking 68 GTX pounding a fucking six-pack of Coors Light when he leaves here, right? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That's a, it's a fucking baller name, dude. I mean, yeah. But another guy statistically backed it up, man. He did. He did. Pass rush extraordinary when he was at Kentucky. I mean, this guy on the outside, man, you could not contain him. No. I mean, he had all the tools that you could ask for with a sack machine. Um, and another guy had a great pro career. He's yeah. had a great pro career. Yeah, he um, has. I actually just think the Steelers were stupid for giving up on him when they did. They gave up a little too fucking soon because, I mean, who the fuck you got now? You know, you got a bunch of old motherfuckers back there like <laughs> Big Ben's fat ass, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I have to, I have to give a fucking big shout out to Bud Dupree, man. I always thought he was an absolute fucking monster when he was at Kentucky and was one of my favorite defensive players I've ever watched there, hands down. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, who do you have at number four? Let's see, I lost my fucking list. Okay, number four, I got Wesley Woodard. That name sounds familiar, but I cannot think of Linebacker, man. You know one of those guys? Quarterback of the defense type. One of those guys fly over the field. Um, he was so aware of what was going on all the time. He was extremely impressive. Um, always understood, you know, the covers they were in, the set they were running. Always did a great job getting him sent calls out. But another one, really good open field tackler um, and was great in coverage. He was really good in coverage. Um, Woodard was just, I, again, he was one of my all-time favorite Kentucky guys. Um, did just a fantastic job overall. I mean, um, and there's another guy went on to have a good pro career too. Actually, most of these guys I have on my list have went on to have a good pro career. So I mean, fucking shout out for Kentucky. Y'all doing some fucking big shit, yeah, man. Like they, y'all, they have been. Y'all really not getting enough love for real. And and, and I'm a victim of that. I get caught up all the time going, "Fucking Kentucky." Yeah, but yeah, well, I mean, it's not your grandfather's Kentucky. I was about to say I mean? these uh these uh last four years or so have been really they've changed that program around. Yes, they have. Uh. Moving on, uh, the number three, I got uh, Danny Trevanthony, I think his name is. 
Uh, oh, Trevathan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I have a three. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Trevathan was a fucking monster, man. I love Trevathan. Another guy. Again, good pro career, too. Yeah. Trevathan was one of those guys that flew under the radar as well. But let me tell you, you didn't make that mistake very fucking long. As soon as that kickoff started, that motherfucker's in your backfield. <laughs> and you were on the sidelines screaming at your fucking line to control his ass. Yeah. And, and there was just wasn't really much you could do. No. Um, he had all the physical gifts, all the physical tools you could ask for. Um, I always loved watching him. Like I said, he, he always did a great job. And, you know, most Kentucky fans, they probably have him higher, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number two. Number two, I got Mike Edwards. Fucking shit. <laughs> Mike fucking Edwards. How did yep. I forget him? Yep. Fucking shit. Is this why I like doing these lists, too? Because I get to, <laughs> yeah. like, remember people I hadn't thought about yeah. in a while. He was another lockdown fucking safety. Yes, yeah, dude. He was fucking great, man. He was great. He's another one. I mean, honestly, some Kentucky fans probably have him number one. Yeah. Um. Again, doing overall defense, at least. Um. Yeah, dude. Mike Edwards was fucking great, man. Like, I mean... There was a, he was one of those guys, like, how could you ask him to do more? Yeah. In my opinion. Like, yeah. he just kind of covered all fucking bases. Like, whatever yeah. you want him to do, he would do it. Yeah, he would. You, you fucking, you said, go over here and, and fucking do this. He's like, got you. Yep. Right? You go <laughs> to the other side of the field and do this. Got it. You know what I mean? I mean, he was one of those ultimate chess pieces on defense. You could just move around and do whatever you wanted to with him. Yeah, he was. He was fucking badass. Well, I said, you already know I have Bud Dupree at two. So, you're number one. Uh, probably... <laughs> Hands down, probably probably top three, four all-time players, whatever. Uh, I got Josh Allen at number one. Yeah, greatest Bills quarterback ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, Josh Allen has to be one. It's not even close. Just You talk about a fucking freak. Yeah, he was. That's the best way to describe him as a fucking freak. Hey, hey, he fucking get Nobody after could it. contain this guy. I'm so glad that we didn't have to play Kentucky. Yeah, he yeah he was like, a- and I'm not saying they would have beat us, but he would have gave us fucking fits, man. He, he gave everybody fits. It everybody. didn't matter. Like, you can't just say, okay, well, he beat up on the lower level SEC East. No, because no, he go to this Georgia. This fucker was getting his dumpling every week. Yep. Georgia, Florida, it didn't fucking matter who it was. Everybody struggled with him. Yeah. That's why he was, what, he was top five, I know, if not top three. I think he was top three. I think he was, yeah. And, and rightly fucking so. And he's done pretty good in the pros so far, what I can remember. I mean, this guy was just a fucking stud. I mean... The epitome of Kentucky defense, especially since Stoops has been there, this guy represents and embodies what they've been building up there. Yeah. He really does. I mean, um, he is one of those guys right now with what they are creating. You know, none of this would be possible right now if they've been accomplishing without a guy like Josh Allen. No, I mean, not he was at one all. Of those cornerstone pieces. Yeah, he he definitely was. Uh, moving on to South Carolina, uh, my number five, I put uh, J.C. Horn, another fucking lockdown. Fucking shit. He didn't make my top five. Man. Really? That's a, yeah, that's a great one. He probably would have if I would have remembered him. I don't know how I did it as, as recent as he's been. But yeah. No, I agree. You, like, lockdown. It didn't matter who he's covering. You, you weren't throwing to that side no, of the ball. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. You were, you were not. You were not. Um, J.C. Horn, I mean, and he had, and I feel bad for the kid this year in the pros. You know, he only played like three or four games and blew his knee out. Yeah. But he was balling. Yeah, he was. Before he got hurt, he was, again, locking it fuck down. I mean, this guy, I could argue with his physical tools and his abilities. If he comes back from this ACL injury and he does a good job, he could be the next Darrell Reeves. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, and I know that's big, lofty expectations. I know that. But that's how good he is at locking the fucking side of a field down. I mean, no shit. He really is that good. Yeah. 
Um, had all the physicality in the world. Great ball skills. Yeah. Great ball skills. When that ball was in the air, he was alert. He knew where it was at. He wasn't doing this shit where I'm running 20 yards downfield and never look for the fucking ball. <laughs> you know, I don't know why yeah. people coach that way now. It fucking pisses me off. But I'm all the time watching any fucking college game. And I'm like, look for the ball. But Jesse Horn, not one of those guys, man. No. He, he was always aware, always alert. And like, fucking shit, I wish he was on my list. I really do. This, this, this kid was fucking amazing. He yeah, really was. He was. Who you got at number five? I have Eric Norwood at number five. I put him at four. And I could make a case for it to be Wood. Yeah, uh, you could. <laughs> I could. I mean, all the records that he has, uh, all the accolades. Not to mention, he meant a ton to that community. Um, was always very involved. Um, it was another one of those guys that was just an all-around player. Yeah. On the defensive side. Uh, fly to the ball. Always knew the coverages. Was really good in coverage. Um, had actually a really good pro career as well. Um, Eric Norwood again. I, I I think most Eric most South Carolina fans, the true South Carolina fans, would have him at one. Truth Probably told, so. In my yeah. opinion, yeah. they would. Um, and and I'm not and I'm not saying I wouldn't impress the guy. I mean, again, he made my top five, but um, just a couple other guys that stood out to me a little bit more. But yeah, Norwood was was a fucking epitome of consistency when he was there. Yeah, he he showed up every game. Didn't matter. Who was in front of him? Who? What team it was? He he went out there and got his fucking oh, yeah. dumpling. You didn't have to worry about whether Norwood was ready to play or not. No, Ever. he was a straight baller for sure. Uh, so that's who I I have him at number, my number four. Who you got that for? I just debut on Connie. I've got him higher, and I'll just go ahead. I put him at number one. I fucking hate you. Right <laughs> I put him at one. Like I just fuck that man. Fuck that noise. And I know again, personal preference, but like I, and obviously he's in my top five. I'm not saying the guy's not talented. He had all the talent in the world, but in my opinion, he is one of the most overrated college football players of all time in our lifetime for sure. Yeah, yeah, he I really guess was. You can say that. Like, I, I just again physically, oh yeah, hit everything you asked for. Yeah, fucking insane speed, insane strength. Um. He was always really good about knowing where the ball was at. I mean, the guy was really good. I'm not denying that that he he wasn't talented. Like, but I mean, you look at his pro career. That's been representative of who really was as a player, right? Because he's not one of those guys that really wants to work. Yeah, like he just always coasted on his accolades. And, yeah, and people just, gassing him up all the fucking time that he's the goat. Blah blah blah. <laughs> And his whole pro career, all right, let's just, let's go back to the Outback Bowl, all right? <laughs> let's, let's take away that fucking hit. Yeah. Do we really talk about him the way we do? Probably not. It's just, it came out of nowhere. That's what I'm saying, going. like, real talk. If, if we take that hit away, I mean, is he in everybody's top five for them? Yeah. But is he number one? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not, right? Like, that's my thing, because I feel like the guys I have above him are vastly better than him. And I don't even think it's close. And had more of an impactful, like, deal on the program, too. That's my thing, as well. So, I just, again, physically, yes, he had all the tools. He was talented. But I just always feel like he was vastly overrated. He's another one of those guys, like we've talked about. the fuck did he ever do in a big game? Yeah, not really. Yeah, he... He, he never did shit in the big games, man. No. He really didn't. Like, oh, everybody goes away to the hit. Well, that was in a bowl game. Yeah, the Outback Bowl against fucking say, Michigan. Outback Bowl. <laughs> big fucking deal, right? Yeah. Like, I, And I know that's one of the bigger, like, non-New like New Year's games, but still, it was Michigan. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Where was this shit in conference play? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and when he come out of high school, man, I was so hot for him, I, you know, because people were thinking he was going to go to Bama. 
Yeah. yeah, I was wanting to back because his high school highlights were unfucking real. I'll yeah, give him that. Was. They were ridiculous. Like, he was literally snapping the ball. He knocks your lineman on his ass. <laughs> He's sacking the quarterback. It was yeah. like that every fucking play. Um, but he, of course he decides to go to SC, and it just never, never really panned out for him long term, in my opinion. Again, I'm not saying he wasn't talented, but the guy just didn't show up enough for me to, to have him hired. That. I mean, I, I mean you, know, I can definitely you can definitely make a case like that most. Most probably, I would say, hardcore college football fan would, you know, make that case for sure. Yeah, anybody who really knows the sport and followed it would know that he was kind of a fucking choke artist. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three, I put Melvin Ingram at number three. Yeah, I did too. See, and this is why I have him above him. But I mean, because they both played on the same. They did, end. but Ingram was way more impactful in my opinion. He was. That He was a guy who showed up every game. Yeah. He made plays every fucking game. It did not matter who they were playing. I mean, even go back to some of the bigger rivalry matchups between him and your Gators. Melvin Ingram was making plays, He man. was, man. He, he was just... not quiet. He was not laid back like fucking Clowney was. Clowney picked and choose when he wanted to play. Yeah. Melvin Ingram had a high motor, was out there every fucking night getting the fuck after it. And yep. another guy had a great pro career so far yep. as well. So that's why I had him at three as well. I mean, I love that you had him at three as well. I think Ingram is vastly underrated. Oh, yeah. He was fucking, there's there's not much you could do to stop his ass. He wanted, no. he was going to get it. No, people forget how dominant he actually was when he was there. I mean, he was literally dominant. I mean, there was not much you could do to stop him. Yeah. Uh, Number two, I put uh, Stevon Gilmore at number two. Really? Yeah. I have Gilmore at one. I figured you was going to probably put him at one. Yeah. I have, I have Gilmore at one. Gilmore, I mean, lockdown doesn't even do this guy justice. No. It doesn't. <laughs> like, I don't know what you call him. I really don't. I really don't know what you call him. Because, again, lockdown is just not even justice. Um, but Before we had Revis Island, we had Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, seriously. And it, and it took the better part of his pro career to really get recognized as yeah. well, which yeah. is crazy. Um, but he was that good even when he was in South Carolina. I mean, He's one of those guys, master ball hawk, master of physicality, master of bump and run for sure. Yeah. And did a fantastic fucking job knowing where the ball was at all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, and then he could shit. step up and be a run stopper from the, his Oh, position. yeah. Exactly. He was a hard hitting fucking son of a bitch, too. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, he was so good even when he did get the ball with the ball in his hands, yeah, too. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah. And he made some acrobatic interceptions. I've seen him dive for balls, lay the fuck out for balls. Like, I mean, that's why I say like lockdown doesn't even do justice. He was like the overall full coveted defensive back of what you could ask for. Yeah. He really was, and and that's why I had to have him at one for me. But just because he's the best South Carolina defensive player I've ever seen, hands fucking down. To yeah, me. you can make that case uh, for he sure. He's a better number five than Stephen Garcia. Fuck that <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, so who's your number two? My number two is DJ Swearinger. Uh, yeah, this, see, like, I could have easily put him on list, but he was a fucking... <laughs> this guy does not get talked about enough. You're not Not even there. in South Carolina history, but in SEC history. This guy was a fucking block hitter, dude. Yeah. Knock your fucking head off and not think twice about it. He's another one. He'd never make it a game. He would get thrown out every fucking game today. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. He yeah. really would. Like, every game today, he'd get thrown the fuck out. Yeah, he would. He was a hard-hitting son of a bitch. Unbelievable fucking ball skills, too. He was really good in coverage. But his key deals, though, no doubt, were his hard hitting and his run stopping ability. I mean, he was one of those guys. You bring him in the box, you might as well have another linebacker in there. Yeah. I mean, no shit. I mean, he was that good. Yeah. Um, Insanely hard hitter. And then had a great pro career. Yeah. Great pro career. 
Um, people do not talk about him enough, even in the pros and the college level. I just I feel like DJ Swearinger is one of the most disrespected SEC players in general. Definitely South Carolina players in general on the defensive side of the ball we've had in our lifetime. Yeah, because this guy was scary. Yeah, he, really he was, was. Yeah, he was. You had to watch him every fucking night. Every fucking night, dude. <laughs> every I mean, night. yeah, he was. He, like, it was a really good chance he's gonna knock your best player out with a fucking gudgeon. Yeah, it was a really good chance. <laughs> Um, but like my, my number one, I put Davian Clowney, you like really made uh, is a good argument why you could put him lower, but just the physical specimen that he came in to be yeah. and he did show it at time. I'd like most of the time didn't show it up. I, you know, like he should have, yeah. but as far as like having like the physical attributes to do anything he fucking wanted, he had it for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, from a physical standpoint, like I understand having him high. It's just like for me again. It's it, to me. It's like a three mixture, right? Like I look at I look at stats. I look at how they looked at me, mm-hmm. like on the field, and in the big games. Yeah. And it was just a mixed bag. Yeah. All the way around, like like the stats and the tributes were there, like you yeah. said, but the fucking big games was such a fucking drop off. Like, yeah. Even if he had just showed up in some of them, I might would have put him higher. But yeah. the fact that I cannot give you one marquee game that he was in while he was there, that he just dominated yeah. and, and won the game for him, you know, or made a big difference. So, But, I mean, I get it, though. I mean, physically, yeah, he had everything you could ask for. All right, uh, moving on to Auburn. Uh, my number five, I did like a slash. I put uh, Carlton Davis at number five and then slash Noah. I'm going to fuck his name up. Ig... Bid- I I was trying to remember. Don't get me to pronounce that shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good at pronouncing, but that one I, I don't even. Uh, know. It's uh Ig Ig Big No Hate. Yeah, Ig Big No Hate. Haney Haney Haney. Noah Ig. Yeah, Noah Ig. <laughs> um, those those two were defensive backs, but they were fucking solid. Noah Ig Big. Uh, he was actually a wide receiver and converted to uh defensive. Back. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like those two right there, I actually, I love both those. Yeah. Uh, they didn't make my list. I, I definitely wish Carlton would have, but um, even Noah Ig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another another really good one, though. Like I said, yeah. I mean, they were, they were great on the defensive back end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't ask for much better guys to kind of help secure that blanket and keep that shit together. I mean, those guys were really consistent while they were there, too. I yeah, mean, they were one of those, like, dependable groups that you could just count on every week. Uh, who you have in your number five? I have Carlos Dansby. Carlos Dansby. Carlos Dansby. I could argue, again, within our lifetime, probably a top five linebacker, real talk. Like, um, this guy was another one of those fly over the field, make every tackle, make every read, make every play that he possibly could. Um, Had a fantastic pro career. Um, His biggest and best stint was with the Dolphins. Um, But, again, was the model of consistency. Yeah. You didn't have to worry. He was like Eric Norwood for South Carolina. Like, you yeah. didn't have to worry about, like, is Dansby going to show up? No. Dansby going to show up all the time. I'm trying to remember. He fucking butt-fucked Bama a couple <laughs> times, too. What? Well, uh, I'm trying to remember what fucking, what, what year did he play? Again, mid to late 2000s. Time okay. Ago. okay. Yeah. See, like, I don't. I think, I think he was in the league by, like, somewhere between 07 and 09, best I can remember. I want to say he was, he was there during like the fucking undefeated Auburn run. Yeah. And the fucking. Yeah. I know you're talking about now. Beating yeah. us six times in the fucking row. And, <laughs> you know, we're going to get into that. Yeah. But, you know, like, 
But yeah, uh, he's a bad son of a bitch. I mean, no <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, he was just, again, one of those epitome of consistency guys. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, number four. I put uh, Deshaun Davis at number four. God damn it. Like, I hate that fucker too. Like, the more I was looking at my list, like it's just starting to piss me off already. Because like, I just like most of these fuckers, it's just like Gito has been talking about the heartbreak of the sixth straight and all these guys are involved in it. It's just like, it's, it's just, it's pissing me off just yeah. looking at the fucking list, honestly. But yeah, that's a good one. I I, I mean, I kind of wish he was on my list, honestly. I mean, another one of those backbone type of players. Yeah, he'd fucking get after it every night, for sure. Who's your number four? <sighs> you even have a number four? <laughs> there it is. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> um, Carlos Rogers. Great fucking defensive back. Dude. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, man, yeah, he you was talk so about a stud in the pro too. Yeah. Fucking stud, one of the most underrated defensive backs in the SEC and the NFL for our lifetime. Yeah, a shadow of a doubt. This guy was fucking locked down, man. And um, and I say that like he was locked down, but not at the same time. He was one of those guys that took risks. Yeah. But that risk reward, man, when it worked for him, it fucking worked. And it I'm did. not saying he got burned a lot because he really didn't. But he would get burnt on occasions. But he was a fucking ball hawk, dude. When he took that risk and he got that pick, <laughs> that fucker was about fucking one missed tackle away from making a house call. Yeah, he was. No shit. And he fucking burned us a couple times. And <laughs> six straight fucking wins. That fucking piece of shit. Oh, God. Oh, I told you. Continue. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, we, we try and stay and uh, go through Auburn shit as quick as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if not, especially if you, you and Garrett are here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and G-Tot was both here. It'd be really mad. <laughs> we both be red in the face already. We can do a whole podcast, y'all two, and just fucking straight Auburn shit. Dude, we really could. We could do a whole podcast us being fucking hateful and our blood pressure getting up. Like, real talk. We really could. Uh, so, number three, I put a D forward at uh, number three. Okay, yeah, I actually have D forty two, but yeah, okay. I never think he belongs in the top three. Yeah, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, um, he was a great speed rusher. Yeah, he was. That was obviously always his thing was like his speed. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. Like I'm not saying he wasn't strong, but his speed is what separated him from yeah. most DNs. Yeah, um, he was crucial in that fucking championship run when they got there and fucked the SEC streak. <laughs> yeah, but fucking, I just keep finding ways to get mad about this list, but like. But, yeah, I mean, he was obviously a detrimental piece to them. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they hadn't had D Ford, they'd never make that run. No. I mean, straight up, he was their best pass rusher that year by far. Um, did a fantastic job. Again, just a speed rusher. Um, and another guy. Had a good pro career, too. He's been really good. I mean, obviously, besides when he was offsides and caught the Chiefs that game against the fucking Patriots. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, though, he's had a great pro career. Yeah. Okay, so what you get when you draft Auburn. So. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, again, he definitely belongs to the top three. I mean, that, that guy, again, flat-out speedster yeah. on the edge. I mean, it was so scary because, I mean, most of your linemen just couldn't keep up with him. No, he didn't. Uh, who's your number three? <laughs> <laughs> you just hear the happiness in my voice. Yep. Quentin fucking Groves. Quentin Groves. Quentin fucking Groves. This piece of shit. Fucking DN for them. Wreaked havoc on us for fucking years. Part of the six straight fucking oh, win okay. crew, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, I know you. Yeah. Fuck this yeah. fucking guy, man. But I gotta give him credit though. I mean, dude was a fucking. I, I mean. Just another nasty son of a bitch. He was. He really was. Yeah. Nasty son of a bitch. 
He would absolutely just get in your fucking grill, bull pass you, do whatever the fuck he had to do to get the quarterback, and he was damn good at it. I mean, he's another one. I'm surprised he didn't have a more successful pro career because, I mean, those six years at Bama, we couldn't handle him. <laughs> we could not yeah. handle him at all. Every year, every fucking year, for almost half a, or a little over half a decade, we could not handle the son of a bitch. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I had to put him in there because, I mean, it's just all the talent in the world. All right, so you said number two was your D, uh, D Ford, right? Yeah. Number two for me, I put Derek Brown. That's a good one, yeah. yeah. I didn't put him in my list, but yeah, I could definitely make the case for him to be there for sure. Derek Brown was a, a fucking stud. He, he was, was there. he was. He guy's been kind of quiet in the next level. I know it's just it's still early, but um, I mean, while he was there, yeah, I mean, he was another like Quentin Groves type of guy. I yeah. mean, just nasty, very physical, very tough, um, very hard to keep out of the trenches because... <laughs> Fucking big body out there. Just. Right. It didn't, even, it didn't even help doubling him. No, for real. No. I mean, it just really didn't. Uh, So, going on number one, I put number one, Nick Farley. Oh, Nick Farley? Yeah. Or Farley, yeah. I don't know why I said Farley. Chris Farley? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick Farley, I think, is the quintessential number one. Um, yeah. And I say even just in our lifetime, but I would say all time. In my Probably opinion. so, yeah. Um, not, And I'm not, you know, they've had some great defense players just like Bama has, but. I think he has to be number one. Um, I fucking can't stand a son of a bitch myself. I fucking I don't know who I hated more that year, him or Cam Newton. Like yeah, it was like a fucking time, man. Like was. they had both some cocky assholes on both sides of the ball. But they could back it up. That was the I mind. mean, yeah, no shit. I mean, yeah, you got to give them credit for that. They could back it up. You know, it's still an ongoing investigation, <laughs> motherfucker. But uh, yeah, I mean, Nick Fairley was he was he was another one nasty. Just fucking nasty. He played fucking dirty. He kicked people in the fucking face. <laughs> Whatever. I, but I, he fucking got it done, man. This he dude, he, let me tell you, Nick Fairley, he could have played in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real talk. 80s, 70s, whatever. I mean, he could have. He was that type of dude. I mean, he did not give a single fuck. He was going to do whatever the fuck he had to do to get the quarterback. If he had to gouge your fucking eyes out and Captain Insano your ass, like, he was going <laughs> to fucking do it. You know what I mean? So he was another guy that was just scary. It yeah. was scary to prepare for him because you knew again at the end of the day he he was gonna get his dump. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he was hard to stop. There's yeah. I mean, I have no problem with that. I think Nick Fairley again quintessential number one for them. I would say even all time just because he was he was that important. I mean, again, they don't win that championship without him. No, they, don't. they really don't. No, because even though he was a D tackle. As good as he was at run stopping, he was even just as good at pass rushing, which again saying. is very rare for a D tackle. He was an Aaron Donald type, really, yeah. before Aaron Donald. Yeah, uh, there's. I yeah. didn't say that about Auburn motherfucker, but this is <laughs> fucking true. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, we're gonna go with Georgia. Georgia. Georgia down in Hot Atlanta. They're close to Atlanta, but it don't fucking matter. Uh, number five, I put uh, DeAndre Baker at number five. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I can make a case. I didn't put him in my list, but yeah, I could definitely make a case for him, man. He was a fucking absolute fucking cornerstone safety for them. Mm -hmm. Really consistent, too. He was yeah. never one of those guys that, and I say that, like, he was, he did jump off the page at you, but not to a degree, right? Like, he yeah. wasn't insanely flashy, but he was just another one of those back-end pieces that were so, like, so consistent and so dependable that you didn't have to worry about what he was going to do. No, when you needed him, he was going to go out there and get it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was another guy. I don't know his exact INT numbers when he was at Georgia. Yeah, it was it was high up there. Was it really? Yeah, okay. it was I, I actually high. wouldn't have thought it was that high, but I know his PBUs had to be high. Yeah. Because yeah. he was really yeah. good on the ball, for sure. Like, once you would throw deep, I mean, 
if it was in within his vicinity 90% of the time, best I can remember at least, he was over breaking that shit up. I yeah. mean, he was he, really yeah, good. Yeah. His, I would say his like, attentiveness and his alertness on what was going on and where the ball was going deep for sure, he was very talented at yeah. that. Who you got at number five? I have Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Linebacker. Oh, I've actually got him at number one. And really? Yeah. I wow. Put, yeah. I you are him. fucking high, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I got him at number well, one. I can understand making it maybe like four or three eyes. Number one, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little rich for my blood. but uh, And I'm not saying the guy wasn't talented. You know, uh, we beat him in the natty. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, Roquan was a fucking stud while he was there, no doubt. I mean, he was your prototypical. I think for me, Roquan was. He was a he was a big cornerstone piece in the building of what they've done there. Yeah. Right. And the reason I say that because he was Kirby's first Saban linebacker. Yeah, he was. Right. He I mean, was. He, won he the, was George's Dante Hightower. I think he run the uh, won the Buckus, didn't he? He did. Yeah, that's what I think. He did. He he was George's Dante Hightower. Yeah. That's who he was. Yeah. Right, because people get caught up in fucking Rolando McClain with Bama, Bama, and they're like, that was, he was his first best linebacker. Okay, well, first of all, he was already fucking there before he got there, right? <laughs> and he was also kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, he's talented, but he was kind of a dumbass, right? <laughs> so, like, Dante was his first, like, recruitment guy that was, like, cemented his recruits. Like, I'm a fucking stud, I'm a baller, I'm here to fuck shit up. Yeah. That's what Roquan was for George and Kirby. Hundred percent. That yeah. uh, to me, when, once he emerged, no shit. Even in my mind, I don't know if I ever like expressed this even to your Gita, but in my mind, as soon as he started breaking out, I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like "This was eerily familiar." Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I think Roquan's great. I mean, I do. I mean, he was another one of those guys, all around guy, um, great hitter. Um, you know, wasn't the best coverage guy, but again, was one of those guys you knew that he was going to stop that run. He was going to sit there and, and make his tackles in open space. So. Um, yeah, I'm not taking away from him. It's just the guys I have above him, I definitely feel like are better. So, what is um, number five, right? Or four? Four? Well, who's your five? Did you say your five? Yeah, DeAndre Baker. Okay, yeah. We're yeah, four. four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number four, I put Bakari Rambo at number four. Oh, man. Yeah, I forgot about Bakari, man. What a great name, too. Another yeah. one. Badass football name, dude. Like, who you line up against that Bakari Rambo? Oh, fuck. <laughs> and like, it was, oh, fuck, too. That's what I'm saying. It really was. Like, if, if I would have looked at my fucking sheet, and been like, oh shit, I'm lined up against Bakari Rambo tonight. Oh fuck. Yeah. He drinks fucking liquor and he fucking kicks <laughs> ass, right? Like, what are we gonna do? And he's not. Was he not number eighteen? Yeah, he was. So was Baker. Yeah. No, no, he was no. He might have been eight. Are you sure? I can't remember. Are you talking about Rambo being number eight? It it was either eight or eighteen, one of the two. I can't remember. I'm going to find out. I think they were both 18, and I'm just like, I want to know this, because if they fucking are, then, like, they need to do some 18 shit in Georgia, like, fucking LSU, <laughs> right? Like, you're like, y'all need to get on the fucking hot train with this shit, because... I thought, uh, Baker was, like, 20-something. I thought he was 24, 23. Let's see, DeAndre. See, guys, this is great. You're getting, like, live research here. Yeah. So, <laughs> this, is, this is fucking exciting. This is... This is how much we love college football. I just want y'all to know that. Most people wouldn't even give a shit, but we give a shit. Okay, Baker was 18. Okay. I knew I thought he was. I'm quite fucking positive that Bakari Rambo was as, as well. My fucking phone will work. I always hate when you want to look up shit on your phone because it never goes right. <laughs> yeah, I swear, man. It's like, that's, that's the whole-ass fucking truth. It takes bro. forever. whole-ass truth. To look up what you want to. If it will just been you, like, oh, what's the, what, blah, blah, blah. 
it pulls up automatically. <laughs> I told you they both eighteen, both eighteen. So yep, that, there you go, there you go. Y'all start some eighteen shit down our UGA. I knew I was pretty sure they were both eighteen, but yeah, damn, Bakari Rambo was fucking awesome, man. He wasn't as good in coverage as Baker, but he's one of those thumpers. He like, was. He was a fucking thumper, like hands down. I mean, he was not. I'm not saying he was trash in coverage. Don't get me wrong. No, he got a lot of picks too. But I would. But Baker was better. Yeah. In coverage. Yeah. Debacle, yeah. But I would argue Rambo was better in tackling, and I yeah. would hope so with a name like Rambo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you live up to that. Name. That's what I'm saying. Like fucking Danny DeVito. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Who you have at number four? I have Justin Houston at number four. Justin Houston. Yeah, I can see that. Dude, Justin Houston was a fucking stud when he was there, man. Yeah. And, and another one of those guys just a tackling machine, like did such a good job knowing what his responsibilities were, being very alert. Another great pro career guy. He's had a great career with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just one of those guys, again, he's de- he's definitely, I will stress this heavily on him, unless you are a diehard Georgia fan, you would not bring him up in this conversation. Yeah. Most people go, Jordan Davis is number two. I'm going to tell you, that fat piece of shit is not even in my top five. He's not in my list neither. No. No, he's no. not. Just shut the fuck up, okay? I'm not saying the guy's not talented, okay? I'm Like, I'm not saying that. And I, I don't know I said fat piece of shit. <laughs> I, I'm not a fucking pole myself. Yeah. But I get so sick of the people, like, flipping the fuck out about this guy. He's good. He's talented. I'm not saying that. But he does not belong in this list. So if you're a Georgia fan, you just call him fucking tits because he's not going to be in the top five. Because if you think he is, you're living in the moment too much. Yeah, I'm just. I'm like, fine with living in the moment. You need you need to back the fuck up a little bit. All right. Well, a lot of it too. When I see him, when Alabama the first time around, and that first half, like he was just non-existent, gas, like all that shit. Yeah, and I know everybody don't want to hear it, but I'm just going to tell you if we had our receivers. <laughs> right, no, 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 I'm not going to rush you think. If we'd had receivers and we could have ran our normal offense with tempo the way we did against them, it'd have been the same way we did. I mean, yeah. That's the thing. We I couldn't guess. run as much tempo because we didn't have the same sets. Yeah. So, again, I ain't trying to go down that road. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but still, yeah, I mean, I, that's why he's not in my top five, man. No. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not good. He did a good job. He was, he's a key piece, but he is not as good as they hype him up to be. Uh, moving on to number three. I put uh, Leonard Floyd at number three. Damn, I forgot about him. He's a good one besides when they fucking put him all the way in the back of the end zone that fucking Hail Mary, but <laughs> yeah, it wasn't his fault. But, but yeah, no, that's a good one, man. Uh, another guy went on to have a good pro career, too. Mm-hmm. And he, he was actually, he came, he came before Raekwon and did an excellent job for Kirby. Um, yeah. Was another one of those first big linebacker guys that he had. And um, did a fucking fantastic job. I always thought he was solid. Yeah, he was pretty damn good. He fucking, uh, he, he... Uh, Florida got uh, he ate Florida's lunches uh, a couple times. Yeah, I know, man. Fucking a these last, I would say four to five or like five years against Georgia, man. Them fucking defensive squads that have been giving Florida fits like fucking crazy. Um. Every every time it's a fucking dog fight between them two when it comes down to it. Uh, who's your number four? Uh, number three, Dylan. Let's see. I'm gonna tell you though, you bitching about all that Georgia shit. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Billy nipples in town now. Well, yeah, true that. No, no, real talk. You heard it here first, all right? <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. And I've been drinking for a little bit, but. This is this is not a drunk take. This is a serious drunk take. Day. Real talk, because you know I've been on the day for your hot frame before you ain't hired him. You know that. Yeah. 
in less than five years, five years or less, right? Florida makes playoff. I can see that. Boom. You heard it here first. I'm telling you. Right. They'll make the fucking playoff. I'm telling you. Five years max, but five or less, Florida's in the playoff. You heard it here first. They actually, uh, I remember. Fucking get at me. I, I, I seen a thing. It was talking about the most wins by schools that didn't, uh, that haven't made the playoffs. There was like, I forgot, like 10, 15 schools. Florida was on the one list. And they were like one of the higher ones that have won games that and has still haven't made playoffs they were thinking like top top 10 I, I know for a fact but uh or top five i think it was uh so they're right on the cusp they just need a little bit <laughs> they need somebody to light the fire underneath their ass i think billy would do that yeah yeah no i agree except round number three yeah really i fucked my list up i didn't make a three <laughs> oh, shit. i realized that so my apologies to everybody for that I thought I only had a few struggles, but apparently I fucking blew that one. But <laughs> that was one of the ones I was working on when, just so you guys don't know, I'm working 12-hour night shifts, and I was on a 30-minute fucking lunch yeah. when I did Georgia, so that's probably why I fucked it up, but I was sleep deprived. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll skip that, and I'll go with my number two. Number two, I put Jarvis Jones. Oh, man, dude, I forgot about Jarvis Jones, man. Hey, yeah, man. golly. He was a dog. Dude, he, yeah, yeah, in a literal <laughs> fucking sense, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great, man. I love that. Um, Darvis Jones was, I mean, I, an embodiment of, of Georgia defensive football, to he be was. honest. Because he won the buckets too, didn't he? I don't know if he did or not, but if he didn't, he had to have been in consideration. I know he was sure, all-American. I he was think an all he American. might have, to be honest. I mean, that dude was amazing while he was there. Made some, oh, man, he made so many big-time plays for them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's another one. I could not believe didn't do shit in the NFL. Yeah, he didn't I really was pan so out. So surprised. Yeah, he did not pan out at all. The Steelers drafted him, best I can remember too, which is another thing. How do you go to Steelers as a linebacker and not be successful? Yeah, right? for real. You know Especially when you're as talented as him. But I understand shit happens, but not knocking the guy. But you know that really surprised me as well that he ate shit as much as he did, given that he went there. You know, it was just really crazy to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean Jarvis, man, that's great. I really wish I would have put him in my list. To be honest, I really do. Um, yeah, but too. My number two is Nakobe Dean. Yeah, I could see that. He was fucking his stud. I have to have him at two, man. Like, this guy, and I know, like, you know, maybe you say prisoner in a moment, whatever. I don't give a shit, okay? This guy was so fucking consistent, so fucking good about knowing literally everything that was going on on that side of the ball. I don't see how you could argue with this. You know, I, mean, I know Georgia fans wouldn't, but maybe some other people would, but... To me, he's number two. And yeah. Again, in my lifetime, of all the Georgia defensive players I've watched, I mean, this guy was just fucking unreal for them. Um, and, and didn't get enough love, to be honest. People got caught up in Jordan Davis too much, and I'm like, Kobe Dean's over here running the fucking show. Yeah. And the guy's land sharking out here flying all over the fucking field. So I just, I definitely had to put him in too. I mean, I, I just, again, I feel like he's never got enough love. I just yeah. really haven't. Uh, no, nah, but I, I mean, yeah, he's a fucking stud. Is he, uh, is, he went to the draft, didn't he? Yeah. No, that's yeah, what I was saying. Pro, yeah. And rightly so. He, yeah. He should be a, a top 10 pick, in my opinion. I could even say top five, for real. Uh, but yeah, going on to number one, uh, I, I've, uh, you haven't said your number one, have you? No. I was about to say, yeah. Number one, I put Raycon Smith, uh, Buckus Ward, fucking, he holds, <laughs> he holds a lot of fucking, uh, 
His stat, he's one of their stat leaders for the defense. Yeah, side, I mean, and, and I've, I've never doubted Raekwon's ability. He's just, you know, getting one of those sort of deals. I thought the other guys were a little bit better. But, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, guy was, the guy was a fucking boss while he was there. Yeah. No doubt about it. <coughs> Whew. Excuse me. So, uh, who's your number one then for Georgia? This may come as a surprise. I'm trying to. Because I have a love-hate relationship with this motherfucker. Sometimes I love the shit he says. Sometimes I hate the shit he says. It really just depends on the day of the fucking week. And I think it depends on the day of the week <laughs> on what you said and what doesn't get said to that motherfucker. But anyway, I digress. I have David Pollock at number one. See, I was going to put him at number one, but I don't really remember him, so to speak. Playing. I do. He's one of the first few defensive players that I remember actually watching. Yeah, see, told. I, um, I don't recall watching. That's why. That's I the only watching, reason why I didn't like, put him on All there. my folks watched some of these Tyler games. I first started getting into it and watching and seeing him out there just coming off the edge, flying this Pollock, 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 Pollock. And he is the biggest what-if story I could argue in college football history. Yeah. He, he, and that sounds crazy to say, I know, but, I mean, he was that fucking good. Yeah, he, I mean, was he really was. Good. This guy, I think, would have been an NFL Hall of Famer, honestly. Yeah. He had such a high fucking motor. Um, and at that time, was so physically advanced compared to most of the linemen he was going up against. I mean, nobody could handle it. Yeah. Um, he was another good one of those guys that you were not going to keep him in check for four quarters. No, you just weren't. No. I mean, you, you just try to slow him down. That's all you could hope for. Um, so, Pollock, I mean, I, I think. He is the best defense player I've ever seen in Georgia's history. And again, like I said, I understand where you come from. You couldn't remember seeing him play. Yeah, see, like, um, I'm I don't not sitting here him. saying that I watched every single game play, but I actually did watch Pollock play a pretty good bit. Yeah. Um, and I just remember his, and it's not even just his physical attributes, but his technique. Technique and his, instincts. Yes, exactly. His instincts, his ball movement, and his, he was so good with his hands at being able to create this separation between his guys and do these fast and quick little subtle movements mm-hmm. that would make that much difference for him to get off the edge. And it's just, I, I just had to have him at one. I, I just, you know, and again, I, I know why you didn't, but, yeah. um, I mean, Paul, he just, there's no telling what this guy could have compensated and got hurt. It really is sad. Um, yeah. Like I said, and I fucking hate him as an analyst. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he's good. I don't, he's, you know, he's fucking I feel like place, he, uh, ever since Georgia's been getting better, he's been, like, before. Yeah, he's been a little more biased lately. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like yeah. but pre-Georgia, this he did a Georgia really good run. job. Like yeah. there was nothing, there, there was nothing been wrong with him. But then after they started building and growing, yeah, and I agree because back in the day I loved Pollock. <laughs> he was one of my favorite analysts. And then over time I've become to slowly hate his ass, right? And I think that's why these things Georgia's getting better. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean Pollock could have been a monster, man. Again, I I definitely would hundred percent believe, definitely on the on the college level, and he probably still should be on college. But I think he could have been an NFL Hall of Famer. He never gets hurt. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we're going to go on to LSU. LSU. Yeah. <laughs> uh, starting off with my number five, uh, I put uh, Bacarvius Bacar- Mingo at number five. Oh, dude, I forgot about Mingo, man. That's a great one. <laughs> he was a fucking oh, asshole. man. He really was. That dude was a son of a bitch, man. You want to talk about, like, hybrid pass rusher? Like, yeah. He fit the bill completely. He was another one of those, like, first-tier guys that kind of represented that just speed guy on the outside. Yeah. Um, it, he was not a really big guy. He wasn't. But he no. was long, and he was fucking fast. Yeah, he was fast. Um, eat shit in the pro, though, which yeah. really surprised me. Again, I thought he would be really good in the pro, but... Man, when he was at LSU, though, he was a fucking problem. Yeah. He was a fucking problem every week. Man, that's good. That's that's fucking solid. That's a great pick. 
I almost forgot about his ass until I seen his name. I was like, oh, like this I said, I completely <laughs> forgot about the fucker. I really did. Uh, who's your number five? I have Jamal Adams at five. Really? Mm. I imagine you have him higher, don't you? Yeah, I got him a lot higher. <laughs> <laughs> you got him at one, don't you? Yeah, I got him at yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I understand that. Like, I'm not saying Adams sucks. Like, I'm not saying that. Again, it's just, you know, LSU, again, this is all personal preference based off who I think is the most talented and crazy I've ever watched in yeah. person, right? And I say in person, but live on television at least. And um, Adams, I mean, I think he's a stud, man. He he was the ultimate stage for them. I think he's the best stage they've ever had. Yeah. Um, I know people get caught up about fucking Grant Delpit and some of the other guys, but no, it's Jamal Adams hands mm-hmm. down to me. Um, the guy was another one of those guys. He was a Swiss Army now. If you move him all over the defense, you want him to lock somebody down, he could do it. You want him to be ball hawk and take you a pick six, he could do it. If you want him to knock somebody's fucking head off and take a fumble back, he could do it. If you want, if you want to know how to play safety, watch him fucking play. Yeah, I mean, he. I could argue, and I know this is some lofty expectations. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but an SEC play in our lifetime, he is our Ed Reed. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. I'm not saying like, Ed Reed was better. No, I'm not denying it. Yeah. But he was the closest thing to Ed Reed that we've seen in our lifetime as far as, again, from college to pro level. Um, and I will tell you, going against him in Madden is some fucking horse shit. <laughs> because that motherfucker never gets hot. You don't even throw toward him. Try to throw as far away from him as you possibly can. And I don't mean because mean of interceptions. That ain't the problem. It's because if he hits whoever has the ball, they're going to fumble that son of a bitch. I'm yeah. telling you, 90% of the time, he'll pick it up and take it to the fucking house. But, uh, yeah, Adams, I mean, again, that dude was scary, super physical, ridiculously fucking talented, um, and, and I always loved watching him play. I yeah. just did. I thought he was a fucking beast. Uh, moving on to number four, I got uh, Patrick Peterson at four. What? You yeah. have Peterson at fucking four? Yeah, I got him at four. Are you smoking crack? <laughs> no, I'm not. Motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> all right. Son of a bitch. Wow. All right. That's fucking surprising. Well, you number one? Number two? He's my number one. I figured it was going to be you. Peterson is my number one. And the reason that I have Peterson number one is, again, I'm not going to spoil my fucking list here, but all these guys that we're going to talk about, much akin to why I said Julio was one of the receivers list last week. There is none of these guys without Patrick Peterson. True that. He started every bit of this trend. He was a big-time recruit. He went to LSU. And I'm not saying LSU was trash. I know. But he kicked off all this shit for them. And I, I don't just mean just secondary. Front seven, all that shit. He kicked off every bit of that. And this guy was so fundamentally sound. He was the epitome of lockdown. He can lock down your favorite receiver, hands down. I mean, he held, he held I know he fucked up toward the end of the game, but he held Julio in check mm-hmm. for a better part of four fucking quarters, man. Great return man, too. People forget that part yeah. of his game, too. Yeah, he could take Fantastic return man, right? And he was just so fundamentally sound. Yeah. He was like the, the Tim Duncan of college basketball to me. Yeah. Right? Like, he just knew his fucking job. He yeah. knew and was a master of his craft. And that's why I had to have Peterson at one, man. I just always felt like he was so insanely consistent, was so head and, sh- and shoulders above all people, especially defensive end. I mean, to me, he's just number one. I mean, I, I just, he's been, he was so impressive to watch when he was at LSU. I was always in awe of how talented he actually was. Yeah, he was fu- <laughs> he's a fucking star. <laughs> Superstar of that. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Oh, uh, who's your number four? My number four is Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. He's on my list, so he's a slash for me. And I can see that. Um, and I have Matthew at four, not out of disrespect. Again, um, I think very highly of Matthew. Um, I know he was a fucking spy-smoking son of a bitch <laughs> in college, but he wasn't at that time. 
I was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know, damn yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but Matthew, man, I could... And I and I I personally again if even if I had to make this list again I wouldn't put it in one but I could make case for him to be one. Yeah, I like, mean real talk yeah. I could. Th- this dude's impact level was fucking insane. <laughs> I know was. it was only from one season, but holy shit, dude! Yeah. Return game balling, big hitter balling, forcing fumbles balling, <laughs> interceptions balling. You know what I mean? I could just even go down the list, yeah. man. Like he was that fucking and good, he, and he just came out of nowhere too. His. I can sit here and list off all these things that make him great, right? This is the number one thing that makes him great. And I can argue that he is the best one in this trait that I've ever seen in college football in my lifetime. Again, in my lifetime, I stress that. Instincts. Yeah. His fucking he, he just, instincts yeah. were ridiculous. He, he, he always knew where to be. Like, he did. He <laughs> always knew where the fucking ball was. He knew how to swing at that ball, how to die, you know, die for that ball, make a play to the ball, whatever. He knew what to fucking do, no matter the scenario, no matter what the situation was. Yeah. And that's what made him so fucking talented was he just, he was never, like, surprised. Like, I'm not saying that he never got burnt. Like, I'm sure you go back and watch tape, there was times he got burnt. But it was not a lot. I'd be willing to argue that, that it was not a lot. Because he was always so fundamentally aware of what was going on, what was around him, what to do. It was just impressive, man. And and again, like I said, I can make case for him to be one, honestly. Um kind of wish I would put him higher down. <laughs> but still, I, I just yeah, I, the the dude was just an absolute fucking baller while he was there. Fucking incense or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh number three, I put uh Morris Claiborne at three. Mm. Fuck, I forgot about Morris Claiborne. Yeah. Man, and that just that goes back to that that title defense when we, when we beat them. Man, that defense was so loaded. It Holy was. Shit. <laughs> if they had Memphis, Bama, they went a natty hands down. They do hands down. They do, and they donkey stomp everybody. Like yep. they only had to score like seventeen points to win every game. <laughs> yeah. That defense was so loaded. Morris Claiborne was a fucking another lockdown guy. Man, it was not flashy, but no. dude, another lunch pail guy just knew his job, came to work, and got it done. And it was it was so good too. Like. He's another one. I can't believe he sucked in the NFL. Yeah. I was convinced I, he would be the next big, like, lockdown guy. I was convinced he would be, but it just didn't work out that way, unfortunately. But, oh, man, that's a great pick, man. I love the Morris Claiborne in college. I really did. I thought he was another one of those just really technical, fundamentally sound guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the closest thing to Patrick Peterson they've had since Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Uh, who's your number three? My number three, and I could. This is another guy. LSU is so much like Bama. They have so many great defensive guys. Ridiculous. I yeah. could argue for it to be higher. Almost all these guys, I could go what A, what B, what C, what D. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, I have Glenn Dorsey. Yeah, his, I forgot about him. Dude, people forget about this guy so much. He was a fucking nasty, just disgusting defensive tackle. Yeah. Seriously. Is. You want to talk about the epitome of run stopping? He was fucking Glenn Dorsey. Yeah. Glenn Dorsey's just like. You gonna run? The fuck you are. <laughs> you ain't running up my way, motherfucker. I no. promise you that. I'll shove you left. I'll shove you right. I'll shove you down the middle. I don't give a shit. No. This dude did not care. And was also a really good pass rushing the uh, defensive tackle as well. Um, you know, again, not an Aaron Donald type by any stretch, but um, did a really good job of getting after the quarterback when he had those opportunities. So I, I did. I had to have him three because he was such a force in presence. You know, they they never won that title in 07 without him. No. They don't. At fucking all. No. That is not even debatable. No, they don't. Yeah. 
I forgot about him, or he'd probably be on my list as well. Uh, number two, wait, yeah, yeah, you said your number two. Number yeah. two, uh, I put a slash right here. I put uh, Devin White and then uh, slash Tyron Matthew. Yo, that right there, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> this is why we're brothers. <laughs> That's, uh, I wish I'd have done that now. I yeah. wish I'd done Devin White's mine too. That's why I say that. I wish I'd done that. When I gassed up Matthew while ago, having him a fucking forward, I could have medication. I wish I'd have done that because I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. You know, like we said, we've we've already gassed up Matthew and, and his abilities, but Devin White was unbelievable. Yeah. Holy shit. You want to talk about the quintessential linebacker you could ask for. Another one of those guys that just knew his fucking job inside yeah. and out. Great open field tackler. Hard fucking hitter. He could force fumbles. He was great in coverage, too. Yeah. Man, he was good in coverage. Um. One of the better, like, coverage linebackers I've ever seen. Yeah. In college, for sure. Like, it's not even debatable. Um, and and was just, he was the quarterback of the defense. Yeah, he, he was. was. Like, yeah. real to fucking talk. Like, that guy was insanely good leading that defense and, and being that guy that was just a key cog to get them fucking going. And, and he gets, he's another one that gets lost up in that, in that natty, you know, team. Yeah. People forget how good that defense really was. Yeah. And it started and ended with Devin White. Yeah, it but did. They, I'm not saying they don't win a natty without him. They were loaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that defense is never as good as it was without Devin White. No, you it was You can bet on that. Yeah. They would have probably still won a natty, but they'd have had a lot closer games without Devin White. I promise you that. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I put, like, the slash for Tyron Matthew uh, on number two spot because just, like, we just talked about, like, he's just fucking lightning in a bottle. Honey Badger don't give a fuck, bro, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he was lightning in a bottle. He really was. The ultimate playmaker yep. on defense, for sure. Like, when they were given – I've never been a big, like, defensive Heisman guy for the most part. I'm not saying that I'm against it. It's just you have to really stand out, right? You know, when the, when the Dominican Sioux got the hype, I respected it. When Will Anderson got the hype, I respect him. I know he's a fucking Bama guy, whatever. Fuck you. It's not being a homer. It's just look at the stats, right? Yeah. Anytime somebody has insane stats, I respect it on defense. I, I can make that case for him. But Tyron Matthew was one of those guys that I had. I wouldn't have had a problem if he would have won the Heisman. Yeah. For real. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I mean, what he did that season was ridiculous. All right. Uh, going on to number one. I I said my number one is Jamal Adams. Like I said, fucking solid yeah. stud. Fucking. <laughs> he couldn't ask for anything else from that dude. Yeah, like like I said, Peterson was my number one just because, again, I don't feel like any of these guys we've talked about would exist without Patrick Peterson. I feel like he kind of set the standard. And he wouldn't have worn number seven if he wasn't worth the shit. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. But the biggest embarrassment ever dawned number seven was Derek Stingley by far. Yeah. And you notice he didn't make my fucking list or yours. No. Reason for that cause he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And I can't wait to watch him eat shit in the NFL. And I hate to even say that, but I can't stand this fucking kid. I'm sorry. He has one great year. I know he was hurt the second year, and he was hurt, no doubt. I'm not yeah. denying that. But then this year, he starts a few games and then claims he's hurt and then says, well, I'm going to get ready for the draft. This kid was out for his fucking self. He is riding off. The fact that he's projected like top five, top ten is a fucking joke to me. He is riding off something he did almost three years ago. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You've barely played, dude. Yeah. Like, and they give you the seven jersey this year because you're supposed to be the next fucking goat and you do a fucking bitch job. 
Fournette was a better seven than you. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. But especially when you compare him to the other two sevens we have on this list, with Tyron Matthew and Patrick Peterson. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That motherfucker, dude, no. Like, that's a fucking joke. Fuck Stingley. I'm sorry, but I fucking cannot stand that kid. He gets way too much love. He does. He gets uh, fucking torched in the NFL. I'm calling it right now. I'm telling you, he's going to be a fucking draft bust. Atlanta's going to take him. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the Falcons going to take him. All right. Moving on to the Florida Gators. I'm going to start mine off. Number five, I put David Reese at number five. That's a good one. Oh, That's fuck a fucking yeah. solid one. Of course, you'd be the Florida fan. You'd be right. Fucking <laughs> yeah. That's solid. That's solid. Uh, another one. Uh, he's basically sort of Mark Carr. Well, there could be. There's a couple others probably, but he's like, uh, like your fucking... Uh, let's see, Dante Hightower kind of dude, Rondo McLean kind of guy. He, yes. he he fucking went out there and got it. <laughs> no, I agree. There was I agree. A, uh, especially the uh, the couple years that they were down. He was that fucking bright spot that you know kept, held that team together, so to speak. Especially on the defensive side, yeah, and, and kept us in quite a bit of ball games and won that. Won yeah, no, play. that's solid, man. I, I love it. I think that's a great choice. Uh, who do you have at five? I have Dante Fowler Jr. I have him higher. I, I don't know. I can see having him higher at the same time. I don't really know. He's he's kind of like Clowney to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's quite the same because he did show up in some big games. Yeah. I'm not saying he didn't show up in any. He's, I would I would definitely rate him higher than Clowney if I had to compare the two. No yeah. doubt. And, you know, South Carolina fans, you have some fucking dick. <laughs> but, um, you know, Fowler, he was another one of those prototypical just speed type of guys. Um, had all the physical tools you could ask for and did a great job while he was there. I mean, he's another guy that ate shit the pros, surprisingly. I thought he'd be a stud. Um, but again, I always thought he was insanely talented. I mean, he was one of those guys that was really fun to watch and one of the guys you definitely had to game plan around it week to week. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, moving on to number four. Uh, I put uh, number four, I put Vernon Hargraves at four. What? You put him in your top five? Yeah, I did. Ah, oh, Leonard. <laughs> Leonard. Leonard, Leonard, Leonard. Come on, bro. You're a Gator fan. How you got that motherfucker in your top five? Bro? I mean, he was a lockdown corner. Oh. Uh, he was okay. Like, <laughs> and the reason I say that is because if you need more evidence, you go watch him face up against Amari Cooper. Well, that's fucking Amari Cooper, though. I know, but, like, man, if you're <laughs> locked down, though, I'm not saying you gotta just hold an elite receiver to nothing, but yeah. he fucking torched him for four quarters, and you know it's true. I mean, he did. He did. He lit him the fuck up for four quarters. And I'm not saying Hargraves wasn't talented. Yeah. Like, he was. But, you know, and back in the day when he first started emerging, I thought he was gonna be legit. I did. I thought he was gonna be something serious. But he just slowly got worse and worse and worse and worse with time toward the end of his Gator career and in the pros, right? Like, the only reason we've been talking about the Super Bowl is he got a fucking penalty for fucking running out. <laughs> fucking yeah. Like, there's a reason they deactivated him and not even playing Super Bowl and he wouldn't even hurt. Yeah. Right? Like, again, I'm not saying he didn't have a talent. He always had a talent, but I feel like he didn't want to put the work in. Um. So, I, I just, I didn't put him in my top five. I just, I feel like he's the most overrated corner I've ever had. Like, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, I really do. I can see that. Yeah, I can see um, where you stand Because from. I feel like, like, Elam and some of those guys, like, they are way better than him. Yeah. Way I, better. Like, he had his moments, don't get me wrong, but over the course of his whole career, whether it be college or pro, is the consistency there for me to back him in the top five? I don't I, I personally don't feel like he yeah. is. 
Uh, I, I, I put them in there. They, like you said, there could have been other ones that I probably should have put in. Um, actually, like Matt Elam, he's not even on my list, but uh, I could have definitely put him on there. Tease Tabor could have put him on there. Yes. Uh, but as far as I know, Tease Tabor, not a great fucking football yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but I put Mar- Vernon Hargraves in there because he, man, he was something else. Um. So my number four, I have one of these slash situations. All right. So, and these are two guys again, way better than Hargraves, just as an example. And one of them even played in the same time as him. Um, even though they're not DBs or safeties, but um, I have Keanu Neal slash Major Wright. Yeah, uh, those are another two that I initially put in there, but uh, there's just so many like I just sort of like. There like is, that. but Keanu Neal and Major Wright to me are the same player, different eras, of course. Yeah. But you know, Keanu Neal, of course, during the same time frame as fucking Hargraves, and then Major Wright during the fucking glory days, fucking T Bone, those guys. Um, both of them hard hitters. Yeah, you Holy better shit. watch the fuck out. Let Golly, block boy, you had to watch out for these fucking cats, man. Yeah. They would absolutely knock you in the fucking hospital before you even knew what the fuck was going on. So I, I had to have those two guys there. Um, I feel like they were essentially the same player. Major Wright's one. Keanu News actually had a pretty good pro career. Surprisingly, Major Wright never panned out. I, I really don't know why, but um, the talent was there. And I mean, they weren't just trashing coverage. Don't get me wrong, but. Their fucking hitting and tackling ability was unbelievable with safeties. It really was. Uh, my number three, I put Carlos Dunlap. <coughs> I have number three as well. Yeah. He's... <laughs> yeah, Dunlap was a one-on-one nightmare. Yeah. There um, was no stopping his ass. He <laughs> really was. Yeah, he was one of those, again, quintessential pieces for them back in the day that was one of those guys that you had to double pretty much every play. Yeah. Um, was not a guarantee to stop him by any stretch of the imagination, but... Um, he was one of those guys that was, it was again, scared game plan for every yeah. time you played Florida because he was so good at getting to the ball, getting past those linemen that you just kind of were sitting there most of the time in limbo going, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to number two, I put uh, Dante Fowler Jr. at number two. Number two? Yep, number Still two. can't believe you put him at fucking two. Yeah, I put him off there. I mean, when you, when you hear who I have at two, I feel like you're going to feel like you fucked up. Unless you have him at one, then maybe not. But. No, but yeah, but I mean, he was a force to be reckoned with. He was hard to stop, but he's, that's why I have him at number two, because he can get off on the edge and fucking get to the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's talented, no doubt. Um, My number one, or number two. I was going to say number two. My number two, I can make a case for me number one. Hands down for me, because I feel like he's the most, especially during our, again, our era of our lifetime, the most underrated Florida defensive player of all time, who never gets the respect that he fucking deserves, because he was a key cog back in those TiVo era days. The defense never runs the way it does without him. It never has the success it does without him, and that's Brandon fucking Spikes. See, I had, I, I actually don't even have him on my list. How the Fuck! Do you not have? I I, I know I know it's probably stupid what as what the fuck? Yeah, man? I, it's but I don't know. It was one of them things like yes, he you wasn't. Sure that I'm not a Gator fan. Yeah, like, I know. What the fuck, man? I don't get me wrong. He fucking he's a stud. Don't get me wrong, but I just didn't quite have him in my list. Wow, man, that's <laughs> that's fucking crazy to me. Uh, I I just had that spice too, man. He 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 was another. He's a quarterback of defense. He did a great fucking job. He was always on the fucking ball. Knew what was going on. A fucking hard hitter. He was. Man, he was scary. Yeah, he was. Um, he was one of those guys that really just scared the shit out of you. Anytime you threw out to anybody in open field and spiked was nearby, you was like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Is he going to force a fumble? Yeah. Um. So it, it was just, it was hands down for him, too, for me. So, 
Alright, number one, I put uh, Joe Hayden at number one. You have Joe Hayden at one? Yeah. I Are you bullshit? No. You're serious? No, I'm being serious. What the fuck? <laughs> I have Joe Hayden at one. <laughs> that is a fucking surprise. I thought that was going to be a wild card for me. I did not think you would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with I, that. Yeah, I thousand percent support this decision. I, I mean, I, Joe Hayden was the, again... One of those consistent fucking pieces, man. Master of his craft. He was. Master of his craft. True lockdown guy. You're not throwing it to him. No, you're not. And was dependable every single fucking outing he ever had for Florida. I can't even recall a time he got burnt. I mean, I'm sure he did. Don't get me wrong. I'm not denying that. Nobody started pulling up fucking YouTube highlights. Yeah. But for the better part of his career, especially in big games, this fucker was there and he was he ready would, to go. He'd every show up every fucking, fucking time, game. dude. Yep. Like, this guy was unbelievable, especially to be a smaller build the way he was, too. He did such a great job. He had the really good length, too, though. That's yeah. one thing that helped him. But He say he even still showed it in the pros. Like he was yeah, a, a yeah no, he's had a pretty solid pro career. He's been a little little less than what I thought it would be, but he's not been terrible by no means. I mean, I mean he's had a long pro career for a reason. And I say that a lot of it was because he was in fucking Cleveland. I was about to say, but he was one of them. He was pro- holding shit down in Cleveland, <laughs> but it's just like it's fucking Cleveland, right? Like nobody pays attention, so... I, yeah, I, I love it. I'm glad you put him in one as well as I did because I've always thought he was, again, just the guy. Yeah, you think about I mean, Florida defense in our lifetime. Yeah, lifetime. he was for sure. All right, moving on to the fucking Mac Daddy, Cat Daddy. <laughs> Gold so, standard. Fucking, <laughs> I'm so fucking tired of these lists. <laughs> I bet everybody else listening is probably tired of these lists too. If you make your own list, you're probably tired of it too. <laughs> but you have to keep you got you just gotta keep them there. Alabama. I'm gonna start out from number five. My list is probably gonna be different from yours. I don't know how my list is gonna compare up to the Alabama fan. But number five, starting off with me, I put Minka Fitzpatrick at number five. Get the fuck out of here. Number five? Yeah, I did. You're smoking crack, motherfucker. You're crazy <laughs> as hell. Number, that's a fucking joke. That's a travesty. I put Hayden at one. You gonna put makeup five? Fuck you. No. Joe Hayden's my number eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Uh, I have makeup my three, man. Really? Yeah. I figured you'd have him higher, but uh, Mika is another one of these guys for us. If it's been a cornerstone piece, man, he's another like Joe Hayden, master of his fucking craft. He man. was. Like yeah, you guy, better not let him catch it, uh, get, dude, get an interception. Pick six, wait to happen, man. He, he's even done, he's even proved that in the pro too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's my thing. Like this, he's wearing thirty nine, he's still balling, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Minka was my honestly all time favorite DB we've ever had because he was so good at what he fucking did. Like you said, pick six, waiting to happen, no matter where he got the ball. Um, I, I just. And it was another really good open field tackle to be a defensive back. So yeah. I just that's why I had Mink at three, man. He's one of my all time favorite defensive players we've had during the saving era without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I mean I probably could have made him higher than probably on my list. Just I'll be honest with you, I'm just gonna go ahead and get this out of the way. I have no let me make sure, yeah. I have no pre saving era players on my list. Not saying there weren't more than a few that were really good. Yeah. But Fuck him. <laughs> that was during the Steel Air bullshit. We didn't win anything, so, you know, get off my fucking ass. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't put Rolando on there because he went to shit. <laughs> Who's your number five? Number five, in my opinion, 
most underrated defensive back we've had during this Saban era, without a shadow of a fucking doubt, is Drake Patrick. Yeah. This guy yeah. does not get talked about enough. Yeah. Me and G talk about this all the time because during that 2011 season, I know our defense was stacked. That was like his first big year starting. But we never had the defensive season we did without him. Yeah. We do not. He he literally was another one of those guys locked down one whole side of the field. He had great length. He was very long. Did a great job with the ball in the air. Actually did better in interceptions than what people remember. And he was just he was just so fun to watch because he was one of those master of his craft guys, man. He just never really got burnt. He was always right there within vicinity of the ball to make a play, make a PBU, whatever he needed to do. I just have always felt like Kirkpatrick didn't get enough love. I always have. I mean, I definitely think he belongs in the top five list. I just do. I, I, again, I think if you go back and you take him off that defense, I'm not saying we don't win a natty, but does that defense put up the insane statistics that they did? No, I don't think so, especially against the pass yeah. because he had a huge part to do with that. Uh, Moving on to number four, I put C.J. Mosley at four. Believe it or not, he didn't even make my list. Really? <clears throat> no. And, again, it's just so many fucking good ones, right? I'm like, it's no disrespect. But, <laughs> but I don't have a problem with that, obviously. C.J. Mosley was in – he was a quarterback of a defense. I was going to say, he led defense. He he went out there and took charge. He made the right calls when he needed to. Made the right adjustments. He was a field general out there, for sure. Yeah, very well said, field general. That was perfect. Um, when I found out who C.J. Mosley was, is actually whenever we come to the swamp and played y'all, and I hate to do that way, but he had to pick six in that fucking game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was kind of when I was like, oh, man, this dude's going to be a fucking stud, you know. Yeah. And uh, he obviously just continued to get better and better and better. But, uh, yeah, that's a great one, man. I, I really like that. C.J.'s another one of those guys like Drake and Patrick. He honestly flies on the radar a lot when we talk about our great players because yeah. he never really just did in, in Sano things live that saw and stood out to you. But, like you said, field general consistency, like, we knew what we were getting from CJ every week. Yeah. Who's your number four? <clears throat> number four is Courtney Upshaw. Courtney, yeah. This guy's another one flies on the radar a lot when you yeah. talk about all the time, Grace. And again, I, I know how it happens. We've had so fucking many, especially in this saving era. But Upshaw was just so consistent. Great pass rusher, but also very underrated in coverage to be an outside linebacker. Yeah. Um, he had more than a few interceptions in his career as well. Um, and if I ain't mistaken, I'm pretty sure he got an interception against y'all as well. Um, yeah, he did. Upshaw has always been one of my all-time favorite linebackers we ever had. Again, he was just multifaceted. He was just super talented. And, um, again, I think people forget about him because that 2011 title team, without him and Dante Hightower, we'd never win that title. That I will go that far to say. They were the key cogs in that defense. And we're, we had basically two alpha linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh... I have no complaints there because he was a fucking stud. Uh, moving on to number three. Uh, I put number three. At, uh, I got uh, Patrick Sertan at number three. I can see that. Because, I mean, he's... I can he, see that. You can say that because I, I kind of grimaced for a second just because, like, his freshman year was good. His sophomore year was fucking trash. And I got so pissed off at him more yeah. than a few times because he was getting torched. But, like, his last year in 2020, like, yeah. He was he was ridiculous. <laughs> you could not throw it to that side of the field. No, no, you all. couldn't. That dude, he locked his defuck down with the three extra locks. Like, he was ridiculous. That's a good one. I, I, I kind of wish I would have put him in my list now, honestly, because I've kind of forgotten how dominant he was. Yeah. He was so fresh on the memory. But and then that's the thing. Like, they, especially that senior, like – 
I guess you would probably look at it overall. Like, he don't have really stats to show. But if you're a defensive back and you don't really have good stats, like like high stats, that means that you're doing your job well, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. If it was a good cause, I was like, we didn't have many picks. Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, you know, because they did. They were too scared to throw to it. Yeah. So. But, yeah, that's who I have at number three because he was fucking locked down that last year, his senior year. Or was it senior year? Or junior. Junior year. Junior. Yeah. But, yeah, he was ridiculous. Um, I said, you know, you know, I have Fitzpatrick at three, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, going on number two, I put uh, Quentin Williams at number two. Really? Yeah. Quentin Williams, that baby face son of a bitch. <laughs> I got uh, to too. I have mixed opinions on Quentin Williams. Like, I'm not saying the guy isn't talented. Like, like he had the talent, right? Yeah. Where I draw back on Quentin is I feel like he is Alabama's Jordan Davis. Right? Like, yeah. I know it's not exactly the same. Yeah. But he had great size. He did a good job most of the year and had some really impactful moments. I'm not denying that. He showed up in a lot of big games for us. I'm not denying that. But we're, I, honestly, you know, I'm going to tell you what pisses me off. <laughs> no, seriously. This is what pisses me off by him. I remember in that fucking Orange Bowl against Oklahoma, he was dominating. Yep. He dominated for like four fucking quarters, right? And he's out here flexing, making all these faces, all this shit. What the fuck was that when we played Clemson, huh? See, that what was the fuck the, was you at then? That was the one thing. And that like, was the, Clemson actually had a pretty sorry ass line that year. Yeah, because like and that you was, disappeared, motherfucker. You pulled a Jonathan Allen. That's another piece of shit. That's why he didn't make my list. Fuck Jonathan Allen. I'm uh, a Bama fan, but I'm gonna tell you right now, fuck that son of a bitch. Because we got that natty that year against them that year. He didn't do shit. <laughs> His bitch ass been winning one on one all year. And where the fuck was he at? Where was he at? On a goddamn sideline getting auctioned. <laughs> Cause he's too fucking exhausted. Fucking goddamn it! <laughs> God, just go. Oh. See, I knew I was gonna probably. I'm gonna piss you off with these two top two. <laughs> I just Jonathan Allen is the most overrated fucker we've ever had. I'm sorry, but he is. I'm not saying he wasn't talented, but just fuck off with that shit, all right? But Quentin Williams falls in that same category. Oh, you was a badass in the semifinal. Where's you at in the natty, motherfucker? You didn't do shit. Fuck you. Who <laughs> you got to take? Fucking hell! All right, number two, I have a tie, another slash. All right. And it's mainly because I feel like they're practically the same player, but they're both just as equally talented. Dante Hightower slash Ruben Foster. Yeah. Okay. I had to have them in two spot, and I could easily make a case for both of them in number one. Yeah. Like without shadow of fucking doubt, because Dante, another one's got quarterback of the fucking defense. So it was Ruben. Dante, fucking hard hitter. Holy shit. One of my favorite linebackers we've ever had. So was Ruben, though. Ruben I, was a harder hitter. Yeah. Like, to me, it's not even close. I mean, which really says a lot because Dante smoked a few heads. Well, he's a battle, but Ruben took it a step fucking further. Yeah. I would probably actually give the edge to Ruben only because out of all the defensive players, we have had at Alabama since Saban has been there. Ruben is the best, and I say just at Alabama, but I would argue in my complete lifetime of watching college ball at least, he is the best open field tackler I have ever seen. I mean, that is no shit. You go back and you watch his career highlights, just just generic highlights. There were so many times to throw the tight end in the flat, to run back in the flat, throw the mm. tight end in the curl, whatever, and he never missed a fucking tackle, dude. Like, I know he has before, don't get me wrong, but I'm telling you, it was not fucking many. That son of a bitch made so many open fucking field tackles. It was ridiculous. He always did a good job of wrapping up. He was never a fucking 
you know, just lead with his head or try to knock him down. Yeah. No arm tackling bullshit. He was yeah. all time wrapping up. And, um, I mean, you go back and look at that, you know, Natty, we lost to fucking Deshaun. I mean, we all thought he killed the motherfucker and knocked him out of the game. <laughs> that helicopter fucking hit. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And hats off to Deshaun Watson for getting the fuck up. Like yeah, that shit, for man. Real. I mean, most people would have been done after that. So that's how tough he was. But, but, yeah, that's, I mean, Ruben was unbelievable. But Dante at the same time as well. Again, Dante's another one of those key cards, like I mentioned, with Upshaw. They never win that Natty without him. And we never have some of the success we did without Ruben. That's just hands down not even available for both of those guys. I mean, yeah, they, they were fucking studs out there for sure. Uh, <laughs> my number one, I put Jonathan Allen. Are you fucking serious? No, I knew. Fuck you, Leonard. I knew it was going to happen. Fuck you. Oh, my gosh. You are fucking high. You are fucking high. <laughs> I know it now, no doubt. Where's the pipe, motherfucker? You are crazy. No. Fuck off, man. No, this motherfucker don't even have no business being in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> Little on number one, you're insane. You're insane. Fuck this dude. Again, I'm sorry, but where the fuck was he at when we needed him? Every time that we had a fucking, and I say every time, that's actually a lie, right? He did show up in a couple of big games. But during the late stretch of that season when we really needed him to step up, when the offense was struggling, that son of a bitch didn't do shit. Didn't do shit. Oh, it's easy to flex when we're dropping 40 <laughs> points a fucking game on offense. As soon as the offense goes to fucking shit, Oh, your ass just disappeared, motherfucker. You disappeared. Why do you think Ryan Anderson and Tim Williams didn't make my list? They bitches, too. <laughs> all three of them motherfuckers passed rush extraordinaires all season. As soon as we really, really need them, they dissipate. And I get that. From... I have a love-hate relationship with that defense so much. I love it because of all the fucking knots that we had. But those three guys right there are supposed to be our ultimate one-on-one chess pieces, and they all went to fucking shit as soon as we needed them. Two Two games. Two fu- and I say two games, really one game. One game. We needed one game to do it again and really do it. And they couldn't do it. And I, I knew that was going to be one of your things on there. But as a point standpoint of me looking at it, I get it because I'd probably do the same fucking thing because y'all needed them to show up for that game. One game. And I'll, the whole entire, pretty much, pretty much the whole entire season leading up to it's killing everybody. They, you couldn't stop you know, them. And, and, you and, stop them. and that's why I'm bitching because you go back and look, like in that natty, Ruben was getting after it. Yeah. Minka was getting after it. You know what I mean? All of our back end guys on the front seven. Getting it they done. They were getting it done. But, but between Jonathan Allen, especially Tim Williams and Ryan Anderson, non existent. Yeah. Non existent. All three of them pieces of shit. But Allen, especially. Because all year long, he'd been talking all his shit. He's going to get a chip. He's yeah. going to get a chip. Yeah. Until the natty came, he was too motherfucking lazy to play. <laughs> motherfucker. See, I knew that was going to be the one of the things. But it was just one of the things. Like, man, he was... He could get after it, though. <laughs> he was good. I'm not saying the guy didn't have talent. He did. But I just... He's one of the most overrated defense players I've ever had. Because, like, honestly, like, I, every now and then when I see, like, a little article about him, like, in Washington now, he's in the pros, like, I get pissed off seeing him. <laughs> no, I was like, no shit. I'm always like, fuck that dude. Yeah. He's a bitch. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm sorry. That motherfucker just pisses me off. Number one for me, this is this is without question. I've watched a shitload of Batman football in my lifetime, obviously. Yeah. And... Watched a lot of guys, a lot of different guys. We were great defensive players, even before Saban was there. We had some really good guys, you know. Thank you for Lionel McClain and D'Amico Ryan's. Like, we've had more than a few guys come through even before Saban was there that was really good. And I know Rolando played for Saban, but he was fucking there before. Um, 
we've had more than a handful of guys this come through. So Marcus Gilberry, another one that come to mind. Um, but this number one for me is without a shadow of a doubt, and I know it's still early, but it's Will Anderson. Yeah. It is Will fucking Anderson. This is the motherfucking closest thing that we have seen to a fucking Lawrence Taylor, a fucking um, Derek Williams at Bama, ever. Yeah. No doubt about it. This kid, as a sophomore, what he just accomplished was unfucking believable. It as was. A sophomore. Yeah. He went out there. These are statistics that fifth year seniors don't ever dream of, let alone put up. Yeah. You know, that's my thing is. All these guys are unbelievable. I'm not denying that. Every, everybody that we've listed, both of us are talking about besides Jonathan Downing and shit. Um, but they're all unbelievable. Will Anderson, it's like all these guys are right here. Will Anderson is up here. Yeah. He's that much better. I he mean, just, he like, yeah. I, I'm done. To, and I say done denying it. I never really denied it. I was just trying to wait to see what he would do coming into this year when everybody was gassing him up, which it really wasn't too bad. But after the season he just had this last year, and and I single handedly watched him, he was the pass rush, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and we did have some guys step up, especially midway point of the year and later on, did pretty good. You know, I think Dallas Turner's another guy that's waiting in the wings to have a monster season this year. But for better part of the year, Will Anderson was the pass rush, and it yeah. was no special blitz package for him. It was one on one. I'm gonna beat your guy. And get to you. Oh, you want to put two on me? Okay, well, I'll beat fucking two five-stars, and I'll still get to you. Yeah. And he could do it. And at the same time, he was really good in coverage. He was really good at open-field tackles, too. I mean, this guy was just, as they call him, the Terminator. Yeah. I mean, he refused to die. He refused to give up. I mean, I don't I, I don't know what else I can say about this kid, for real. Yeah. I mean, he is the epitome of Nick Saban defense, the epitome of what he wants, and the Alabama fucking standard is Will Anderson. Yeah, it really Hands is. Down. Yeah. It is. I mean, that's that's why, for me, it won for him. Not even close. Well, I, even though it's stupid, but he sort of flew under my radar because he was, I sort of forgot about him. It's because he's still playing, you know what I mean? Right, and I understand that. I mean, you're not a Bama fan, right? You know, most people would make this list. They might would think of him, but I, I would argue there's many that would there be as many that wouldn't. Well, still, like, it was just one of the things where I was just so focused on, like, looking at the past. Some of these I didn't, you know, for, right. forgot about the and present. Again, this Bama list, you can't really go wrong unless you put Jonathan down at one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides that, I mean, you can't really go wrong. You know, no. it's interchangeable. But, uh, you know, most people probably not think to put him in there. Yeah. You know? But, no, nah, he's a fucking stud for sure. He fucking, I mean, he's right there almost in the fi- fucking being the finalist for Heisman. <laughs> Should have been too. Yeah. Aiden Hutchins a fucking pap. <laughs> Georgia proved that. Yeah, for real. Fucking Aiden. Who did they have a problem locking down? Was it Aiden Hutchins or was it Will? Yeah, it was Will Anderson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Well, I guess that wraps it up. Uh, Wampus. You still want to do Wampus? Oh, yeah. It's like 11.47. I know. Wampus is not going to take that long. Okay. You guys let me submission because he's got to work tomorrow. And I get it. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to wrap up with Wampus here. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, obviously, most people know um, for those of you that don't know, I recently would under, undergo a career change here. No longer part slinger manager. <laughs> Working of an industrial job, see how we say. Okay. Big believer not naming companies because that shit will fuck you. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, working more of an industrial plant type job, right? It's going good. It is. I like it. It's different, but it's fucking cool. I mean, it's uh, the off time that I have is definitely nice. It's I don't even know what to do with myself. I feel like I'm doing something wrong even tonight. This is my first day off. I'll have to go to work on Monday. It's like, yeah. what, what am I doing? Yeah. And I say this, I'm holding Leonard up. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard's like, fuck you. <laughs> but uh, one thing I thought about, like when I was going through my, my training and shit, right? Yeah. You know what always kills me with these industrial type jobs? And this is the second or third one technically that I've ever done. Is all time like pushing safety, 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 uh, safety, yeah. safety. Oh, yeah. And I mean, rightly so. I'm not saying just to not give a shit about it. It's important. I don't want to see nobody get hurt. You know what I mean? That too. Plus the OSHA will come down and shut that motherfucker well, that real too. quick. <laughs> but they all time push safety. They're like, you see sides and t-shirts and billboards and shit everywhere. All over the fucking planet. We care about your safety. No, you don't. All right. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. Like, the only reason you care about my safety is so I don't get hurt and sue the fuck out of you. Yeah. Like, that's the only fucking reason that you care if I lose a fucking digit or not. Yeah, like, for real. That way, make sure that the plant or whatever you're working at continues to work, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> Stay, like, so that, they don't that, get shut down. That's it. That's it. Like, yeah, for those of you who don't know, this is kind of funny to me because they were talking about, like, in this meet we had, the safety meeting, of how long it had been previously like before like the record's been broken now not in a good way but it's like yeah, ended you know yeah of how long had it been since they'd had a lost time accident yeah it was like almost 2,000 days Dang. which is really good yeah that's unbelievable it was 365 a year that's a long fucking time man yeah and um you know who broke it uh uh hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know it fucking jeep tuck <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what he fucked his fucking knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out to my boy. But uh, he fucked it up. No, hey, I thought it was kind of cool though because it's like, well, it's only been like you know, like just been like two hundred and forty or fifty days or something like that. And I got three miles. Like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, but I thought it was funny. I was like, that's my boy. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, like it's you know, they they have a great track record history and it's, and it's great but it was just funny to me because I'm like y'all motherfuckers really don't give a shit for real like and I'm not saying they want somebody to get hurt but it's like y'all really just don't want to get sued like, yeah so it's always funny to me like how that whole ordeal works <clears throat> so I always get a kick out of it but like so this whole week sorry to tell there was two different times I thought to myself how stupid can people fucking be one of them was this and I try not to hate on older folks most of the time. I really do. But it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Because they're so ignorant. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's just it's the fucking truth. Okay? If you're older and you listen to us, don't get offended. Just listen to what I'm about to say. And you'll understand. So, you know, the fucking Batman that just came out with Robert Pattinson, right? It's balling. Right? It's blowing yeah. up everywhere. They made $128 million opening weekend. $128 million. It's a lot of fucking money, man. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Right? And I yeah. think the budget was only like five to ten million or something. So they've obviously mm-hmm. made a fuckload of money, right? Yeah. Massive profit. Well, uh one thing that killed me too was it also in one day it made more money than Christian Bale's Batman Begins did the whole first weekend. Damn. The first day. Damn. Says a lot, right? Yeah. And I knew this was going to be successful. I've been gassed up about this for 
two or three years. Yeah. Because I told everybody Pattinson was going to kill everybody. For you. Do you do fucking Twilight? He's actually a good, uh, good actor. He is. And my thing was, is like, even if you go back and watch some Twilight movies, I, and they suck. I'm not, I'm not denying that. He's probably the best actor in there. But he was a dark, brooding character yeah. in those movies. Yeah. Well, what better to play fucking Batman, right? And you look at the track record when we've gotten, you know, B or C level actors to play him. He's balled out. Yeah. Right? Bale was not that big of a deal before he got the Batman role. I know American Psycho, whatever, I know that. But he was not nearly the national brand he is now before he did Batman. Yeah. Okay. Um, when we've gotten big time actors to do it, even Michael Keaton back in the day, was not really that huge of a deal until he did Batman. All right. Well, you look at George Clooney and Val Kilmer. Yeah, tell me how that worked out. Yeah. Ben Affleck, too. Sorry, but he fucking sucks. He's fat old and fucking slow. Just, I'm just being honest. He fucking sucks. So, you start looking at it from that perspective, it's a little different. Yeah. One of the older hands was on break. They was all talking about a bunch of movies and stuff. <clears throat> he uh, asked one of them, has anybody seen the new Batman movie? Everybody's like, no, I ain't seen it yet. He says, well, they say it's terrible. Where? Yeah. Where? Yeah. I you know how hard it was for me to sit there and not say something? Unbelievably hard. I feel like I was gonna explode on the inside. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Have you not read one news article about this movie? I've yet to see one thing that said it was trash. Yet to see one thing. I've seen a few people have these slightly negative critiques, but even Rotten Tomatoes last time I checked was almost ninety percent. The only one that, that tells you a lot because they are like overly critical. Yeah, there's there's only one that I've seen, and I think it was like a a gaming thing on Twitter. I think it was GameSpot or something like that. They didn't really give it a good score, but I was other than that, that was the only one. Well, that it, it's like being you know we're adults. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, yeah. right? Like we know that. But the fact that the majority of the public agrees that it's a great movie should tell you something. Yeah. A majority decision of agreement rarely happens these days. We all know this to be true. Yeah. So that really just like pissed me off. And then there was one girl that was in there too. She's like, I say girls, older lady. She's like, yeah, uh. Yeah, I'll tell you who is a good Batman, Val Kilmer. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And then somebody said George fucking Clooney. I was like, y'all are fucking retarded. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off with that bullshit. George, bat nipples, are you fucking kidding me yeah. right now? Really? Like, did he look like Bruce Wayne? Yes, he did. But he did a garbage fucking job. Yeah. Garbage. So did fucking Kilmer. And I like Val Kilmer. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Now, he was better than Clooney. Yeah. I ain't really saying much. He to that bar fucking low as shit. But still, I was like, y'all need to just fuck right off of that shit. That's ridiculous. I mean, I just that, that just blew my fucking mind right there. Just like, oh, they say it's terrible. Where, what have you read, sir? Yeah. <laughs> what have you, please tell me. Because, like, no, it's not. Yeah. It would have made almost fucking $200 million opening weekend if it was fucking terrible. Yeah. It just would not have done it. I mean, we all know this to be fucking true. Okay, so... Past all the movie bullshit, like, the other thing I ran to, <clears throat> we have one guy started with me the day after I started. The kid's fucking hopeless. <laughs> to be honest with you, he's fucking hopeless. And I thought he would actually be pretty good the first day. First day, he was running with me on slabs. 
Yeah. He was doing a really good job. I was yeah. kind of impressed. I was like, man, okay, this kid's going to be good, too. This is great, then, you know, because I know what I'm going to do. I was like, we get him, too, with me. This would be great for them. Boy, did it go downhill fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs> fucking quick. Like, our third day, I think it was, he's late. Yeah. I think about two hours. Jeez, man. Um, it might have been an hour at the least, but I'm thinking it was about two hours by the time he finally showed up. Now, he did call ahead of time and let him know. Yeah. But, like, supervisor was pissed. even said to sell. He's like, he ain't all too good to start. And I'm like, yeah, yeah no shit. It's yeah. your first fucking week of work, bro. Like, and don't get me wrong. I understand shit happens from time to time. I know that. But, you know, like, if that was me in that situation, I'd be offering every shred of proof I possibly could that it yeah. was legitimate. Yeah. Of which, to my understanding, he did not do. So it was, it was fucking bullshit. Yeah. I know it is. Well, we were already not off to a good start. Well, his work is not really reflecting very well either. Yeah. Not to mention, half the fucking plant is convinced at this point that he's fucking high when he's coming into work. Oh, God. Me included. I didn't really pay attention to it the first day or two of work with him, so I wasn't really around him much. Once I started paying attention, I started thinking about it. Disappears from the bathroom a lot. <clears throat> One point, I'm with him. He's like, we're both on inspect. He's like, I got Pete. He's like, all right, I got you. Go ahead. He's gone for like almost 40 minutes. Finally comes back. And then no morning he sits down. He's like, he just sits there and starts talking about some stupid shit. And he's sitting there and he's just going. And he's like. Hey, it must be the damn tile dust in here or something. I don't know. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, really? Yeah. Sure it is. <laughs> tile dust is a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so it keeps going and going and going, whatever. And one of the things I do not like about this fucking cat, too, right? He's younger than me, right? Obviously, I might as well say 26. Yeah. He's 22. He has three kids. Good Lord. Three fucking kids, man. I'm like, that's mind-blowing to me. Because I'm like, I'm 26. I got one. Yeah. Motherfucker. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and here he is at 22 with three kids. He's got two. He's got one on the way. Yeah. As far as I can tell from what he's telling me, it's all the same person. But he's been at this plant less than a week. And all he keeps asking everybody is who's single with the girls we work with so he can try to get him a fucking shot. Oh, my God. I'm like, motherfucker, that's the last thing you need to worry about. You're 22 years old with three kids, motherfucker. That's the last thing. Like, you need to be worried about coming here busting your ass and make money for your kids. Yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, th that's my whole thing. Like, th that's like, you know, this whole regime change for me, my first day, was it was kind of weird. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was just different, though. Yeah. You know, I've done the same shit for five years, but then once I hit that midway point of the day, I just thought to myself about, how much better this is going to be for my family. Yeah. All of a sudden, it didn't matter. Oh. You know what I mean? And and now the rest of the week's been great. I love yeah. it. Like, everything's going great. And here this fucker is. He's worried about getting somebody else fucking pregnant, apparently. Like, it's just, I, I lost all respect for the guy after that. Like, because I'm like, you literally have a pregnant woman at home, and you're here trying to hunt some more ass. What the fuck is wrong with you, yeah. right? Like, get a fucking job. Get a life, motherfucker. You got a job, but you're going to need a new one. But, <laughs> like... So, he, this is, this is like one of the quintessential points for me was, they almost slabbed the other night and he fucked up. Because we, like, most time we go six high, but we started going three high that night because we didn't have enough fucking slabs. Yeah. Like, we had to baby it until we could get it built up. 
he was told this repeatedly. When he keeps going six high, the other guy's going three high. You see the problem here. This shit yeah. runs down a conveyor line. That fucking machine picks it up. It's uneven, so crash landing fucking shit goes everywhere breaking. Yeah. Fucking supervisors literally tell him, like, hey, you know, you're fucking up. You're going three high or six high. We need to be going three high. And he's yeah. like, no, that wasn't me. I didn't do it, even though it's on his side of the line. <laughs> Refuses to, to accept this fact. Well, then he even made a statement at one point. Our rotation's kind of fucked up or whatever because one asshole refuses to come off the fucking slabs because he claims that he cannot fucking see cracks in a fucking six by six piece, but yet he can see cracks in a piece that is smaller than my forearm. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of fucking sense, don't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> he had a chance to go to the grinding or inspect, and he said he wanted to go to grinding because there was more downtime back there, so you didn't really have to do much. Oh, God. And I was like, yeah, well, that really made you look good, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. I don't want to do anything, yeah. but I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so he fucking says this shit, whatever, fucking not keeps going. All right, well, this is like one of the fucking points that killed me. One of the, my coworkers, whatever, he, he borrowed his phone. He's basically like our supervisor. He's gone with his phone for like the whole 20 minute break we had. <laughs> he's out there on the phone with somebody. And I told him, I said, you braver than me. I said, especially because it looks like he's fucking high at time he comes to work. If he gets yeah. zoned out, he can't stay focused. Like, he's running the bathroom constantly. Like, I said, you don't know who the fuck he's calling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I said, you might want to think about this shit. And then he kept, like, bumming cigarettes off of him. They go to break. And I started fucking talking to everybody. I said, look, that motherfucker asked me for shit. I'm going to embarrass that motherfucker in front of everybody. I said, because I'll straight up tell him to fuck right off and tell him to get a fucking job. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't start a habit you can't support, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so this shit keeps just, again, dragging on and on and on. Well, um, at the end of the night, we were running eight by eight. So, obviously, big-ass pieces, you know. And uh, the whole batch was fucked. Like it just was, it was completely fucked. Like everything had like scratches and chips and all kinds of shit in it. So you're just sitting there and mark every fucking piece of it. You'll mark it with like this fluorescent fucking chalk and that machine will pick it up and spit it out, you know, so it don't get packaged. Well, somebody had to break this fucking tile up because after it goes so long, um, like, if you're doing 8 by 8 and it's just, you know, normal amounts, like, you might go, let's say, 12 to 15 before you have to mark one. Nobody has to do it. But when you're sitting there marking, 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 basically every piece is coming down. Like somebody's going to get down there at the end of the conveyor line on the scrap line and bust it because it's so big it's going to jam the fucking line up. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the supervisor, he started off doing it first, and he told me, he said, well, I'm going to do this about an hour, hour and a half, and I'm going to go get the other guy, the one that's doing shitty. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm going to let him do it, and I'll go to slabs. I was like, okay. When he gets down there hitting two shit about 20 minutes, and at one point I hear just this loud-ass fucking bang, and he's in there whomping the fuck out of this fucking tile. <laughs> he's just in there hitting the shit out of it, and the piece flew up, and it hit him in the side of the face. And he got pissed off and looked at me and said, I'm going to get that motherfucker. I'm going to slap. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing. He goes over there, gets his ass swaps out. This kind of tells you how not smart this fucking kid is. He's walking past me. He's going over there. He goes, Hey, Dylan. <laughs> so I fucking thought so naked. Hey, Dylan. I was like, what's up? He's like, guess what? I was like, what? He said, I get to break shit. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, what the fuck is this? He goes over there and Trevor takes him over to the operator and shows him exactly what he wants him to do. And 
Trevor comes back and he's laughing like fucking I ain't. I was like, what is it? He said, this motherfucker is way too excited for this shit. <laughs> and, and he's over a busted tile. He's giving the hell. He's even swinging his hammer like a baseball bat at one point. <laughs> and uh, his buddy said, I can't believe I get to break shit for free. <laughs> and uh, at one point he says something to it. And it was just sound like pure fucking gibberish to me. I had no idea what the fuck he was saying. And Trevor was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. He's like, good job. You're doing good. Yeah, for sure. And Trevor, I said, what the fuck did he say? He's like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> he said, I'm just playing the fucking game. I'm just playing the game. <laughs> it was fucking terrible, man. God, it was so fucking bad, dude. Like, he is in fucking hot water like a son of a bitch. And, and rightly so. This, this fucker is so undependable. Man, like, I, I, you just hate people like that, man. Well, it's like I told him, you know, and obviously, you know, as well as I do, you know, I uh I even like one of the the guys I might with like they didn't rotate for instance um whenever we were doing like a, a rotation change we got confused for a minute I had to go I did grinding for six fucking hours last night because everybody's confused one girl went to inspect I thought I was gonna go to inspect but again since we're wor- rotating an odd number of people like you're gonna have to do one thing at least twice mm-hmm. and um uh I went to inspect and she was already there and I said well, okay well you know I'll go back to grind and I went back up on the plant manager was there last night and he's like hey he's like he wasn't getting off me or anything but he said that's weird getting used to rotating ain't it I said yeah when you got a son of a bitch who won't rotate yeah it's a little <laughs> hard to adjust to he's like what are you talking about and I fucking straight up called the fucker out and he's like oh really I said yeah <laughs> I was like he said how long has this been and I said well I've been here fucking six days i've not seen him fucking move one spot yeah <laughs> i said so yes yeah, a little bit of a problem because then we're rotating an odd number of people and nobody knows exactly where to fucking go and what to fucking do yeah i can give a fuck man yeah. because it's like i was telling my supervisor later at night when we was talking about it, i said look i've ran a fucking crew i said i'm not trying to tell you what to do or nothing like that i said but you know need not forget i did this shit for almost three years yeah i know how this shit goes I said, and I never let, you know, and there's, you know, in any job that you give somebody, there's going to be places they excel, there's going to be places they're mediocre, and that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. But try. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Right? Well, you got a guy who's doing half the job and refuses to do the other half. I said, I ain't never been that way. You either do the whole job or you don't do the job at all and your ass is gone. Yeah. And and that's just how it should be. So, I, I didn't give a shit. But, uh, one of the things that amazed me, they were telling me about a guy that got fired I think I actually filled his spot when I got hired. Mm. He, they said he was fucking hot at work all the time too. What a fucking surprise! But he, uh, he called in, told him that his mom died. Oh gosh! Somebody that works there and knows him. Yeah. Senator Chevron. <laughs> oh my god! But she ain't dead. <laughs> So he got his ass fired. I said, I mean, real talk, I'm just going to say, and anybody that's younger that might happen to be listening to this, I'm just going to tell you, all right, look, for one, don't ever, ever, ever make up an excuse not to go to work. If you're supposed to work, go your ass to work. Yeah. Go your ass to work, do what you're supposed to do, earn your keep, all right? Yeah. Don't, don't do that bullshit. Yeah. But God forbid, if you're even going to make up a reason, and you shouldn't, but you're going to use that. Of all fucking things, you kidding me? Are you fucking shitting me right now? That's fucking ridiculous. Look, I was telling them last night, I said, what you gonna do if she was to really die? I mean, God forbid. Yeah. We gonna do three months now, she really died. She's like, hey, 
actually need off this time. So my mama's dead. Well, I thought she died about three months ago. Man, that bitch done died again. Yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck is that shit? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought it was crazy, man. I, I just, just gonna uh, lie about somebody else dying. <laughs> right, right. Like it was, it was ridiculous, dude. Like I couldn't believe that. I mean, I know people do some stupid shit, but motherfucker, man, that's about as bad as you can fucking get. Yeah. So I just blew my fucking mind. Um, pretty much wraps up fucking Wampus for me. That's um, crazy. I'll have some more stories next week. I'm sure. Yeah. Looking. <laughs> um, I just want to say. Uh, Obviously, you know, we appreciate you guys listening, keeping up with us. Um, you know, we've had some longer episodes lately, but these lists make it kind of long. And I mean, fucking why not? We you know we're not one of these pods that get to release five or six times a week. So if you actually cut this into 20, 30 minute segments, it would be about the equivalent of what most people do. Yeah. Um, really appreciate you guys, though, for sure. Appreciate the support. Um, obviously, um, another thing to uh, think about as well is that, you know, we're going to keep trying to do this every week. Um, that's why they're kind of a little bit longer, too. Just slower. Give you guys something to listen to. It's list, list season, guys. We know this. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's nothing new. Um, also, before Leonard says what he needs to say, um, I, I want to give a shout-out to my, my old team, 6352. Uh, you guys are listening. Love you guys. Appreciate everything you did for me. Um, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. So, Well, uh, with that, we're going to be hitting off the uh, end of this episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at MB underscore scorekeeper. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Listen to us on Spotify. Keep up with it. Uh, and with that, we're fucking out.